Yeah, well, what's up, everybody? Hi, welcome to or welcome back to TBN, TBN, TBN. This here is the stream where we really sort of hunker down and dig on some news advocacy. This is where we really get into it. We give, uh, you know, unpack some news and give our hot takes, uh, you know, as it relates to the world of vaping. You know what we do, vaping, tobacco, tobacco control, harm reduction, uh, science, legislation, policy, smoking, nicotine, all the things. Appreciate you all guys. Right. All, so many things. There's so many things in this bubble that we talk about. But uh, welcome, you guys. Thank you guys so much for being here this afternoon. I'm your uh, freedom-loving, bad libertarian host, uh, Grim Green, now joined by my far left, far left fact checker. It's Danielle Jones over there. How you doing, Hi. Danielle Jones? How's life in uh, far left fact checker land? Oh, you know, it's uh, we just uh, we run around trying to implement socialism mm -hmm, and wearing mm -hmm. four, 14 masks, even mm -hmm. on Zoom calls. And, yeah, even uh, though you're fully vaccinated, yeah, still masks sure. on a Zoom call. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, you can never be too careful. It's, <laughs> you know what the great thing is? I don't even take a mask when I leave the house and go on a walk now. If I'm outside um, and I leave the house and I go on a walk, no mask, not even in my pocket. Like, nope, I'm outside. I'm nice. half vaccinated. I can social distance from my neighbors on the sidewalk. I too am half vaccinated. Yeah. Did you get your first shot? First shot's done. Second shot is uh this Saturday. Oh, mine's mine's a little ways away. So I still got a few weeks. Yeah. We ju we ju yeah, we got it a few weeks ago. I'm happy. I'm I'm excited, you know. I'm excited to be vaccinated. Anyway, uh, I really appreciate you guys being here. We got some news and stuff that we wanted to talk about today and I just want to address that yes, today's it's going to be a little bit of like a sticky floor situation. There's going to be some weird topics. We're going to be talking about uh, you know uh, racism and menthol, and you know I, I just want to point out and and take this opportunity to say we're a little bit out of our wheelhouse here when it comes to stuff like this. Um, we are clearly, obviously, two very white people two very white people just trying to understand, uh, get a grasp and have a little bit more, you know, understanding and knowledge about things like this and why, yes, I, I still do believe that a menthol ban, you know, is pretty, is pretty racist and we're going to explain why and we're hopefully going to have, you know, we're going to go through some articles and have some authors and, you know, uh, journalists and people a little bit more knowledgeable on this subject um, to be able to, you know, to, to draw from and, and get their expertise on it. So it's going to be a little bit, uh, you know, sticky of a subject, but ultimately we're just here to have the conversation. If you're if you come in here today and you say, no, a menthol ban is not racist, I will say, OK, let's talk about it. Why? Why do you think? Why do I think? Let's just have the discussion. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think that's the most we can do. And we're here to talk about it. We're definitely going to be talking about the uh, that menthol ban today. Mm -hmm. There's some uh, I got some other uh, interesting little newsy bits uh, that we're going to get into. We're going to talk a little bit about Canada and the CN Tower, maybe a little bit about uh Connecticut and their weird headline on their newspaper but uh, welcome you guys welcome I appreciate you being here being down for the cause and fighting the good fight and all that stuff uh, vape and Jedi quickly in with a super chat says 
May the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you, Danielle Jones. You as well, and everybody you know, in chat, you guys. Yeah, today's May fourth. It's uh, it's National Star Wars Day, which is a big holiday. I mean, it's a big holiday that I look forward to every year. Yeah, obviously, Danielle and I are huge Star Wars fans. You know, pretty big Star Wars fans. I got my throat tattooed with a stormtrooper on uh, May fourth. You know, I'm I'm wearing Darth Vader. Yeah, wearing, I'm wearing the him? intro, the scroll, the crawl. You know, my mm -hmm. minimal crawl mm -hmm. T-shirt. That's my favorite shirt. So maybe a little bit later in the stream, after we get through like the nitty gritty stuff. We can goof off a little bit and talk about Star Wars. I have some uh, trivia questions for our resident uh, far left fact checker. We're going to talk about uh, you know Star Wars uh, trivia. I'm just kidding. oh dear, it's oh not. Dear. Uh, you, you'll do fine. You'll do fine. You'll do fine. It'll be great, and it'll be a nice little change of pace to just goof off a little bit and talk about Star Wars on May Fourth. Yes, you know. Yeah. No yeah. thanks to the FDA for making us talk about a menthol ban on May Fourth. What a yeah. bummer. Yeah. Jerks. Jesus. You jerks. <laughs> jerks. Jerks. Um, let's just kick this off. Let's do a couple uh, little newsy things. Yeah. What a great little bumper. You can't. I, just, I dance every time. You can't, like, wah, wah, you can't wah, wah, not wah. dance. That's the thing. You, you can't not dance. Um. Clive Bates. I wanted to kick this stream off here with uh, with Clive Bates. Um, how do you explain Clive Bates? Just like one of the smartest dudes I've seen. Yeah, like, just a really smart dude. He's mm -hmm. worked with a lot of different organizations. Uh, he worked with Greenpeace. He's he's big in the tobacco space, the tobacco control space. And he posted a tweet the other day that kind of like started got me thinking a little bit, and I wanted to share it with everybody. Uh, he says. And now he's commenting on an article where they are making the claim that vaping, uh, nicotine vaping, you know, like uh, Stanton Glantz always says, leads to erectile dysfunction. Oh, so Lord. I think, uh, what, what did old Glancy say there? Was it, uh, and didn't, wasn't it something about, engorged. yeah, and like weird smells in your underwear or something yeah. that was part of it? <laughs> yes, yes, and then he and he used the term engorged he said smokers yeah. can't get fully engorged because uh creepy yeah super creepy uh, and and then so clive kind of retweeted and commented on it and said it's rarely remarked upon but the thousands of people producing and circulating this junk really want it to be true they want people to be hurt by vaping so they have better arguments against it think about how weird that is wanting more harm to justify more control. Holy crap. I couldn't have said it better. Yeah, like, I could not have said it better myself. And it's one of those things, like, until you see Clive, like, just say it so eloquently, you never really mm -hmm. think about it. And then you go, yeah, there's so many people and so many organizations that really want to find yeah. harm. That's all, they they're, that's all they're looking for. And when they find that harm, that's how they can justify their power, you know, their control. That's crazy to me. Crazy yeah. And to I me. would imagine if if you could be a fly on the wall in that room or phone call where like somebody is like, I think somebody like died or, yeah. you know, something. They're going to be like, Ooh. yeah, they're just going to be so that. excited. They're going to be excited. How messed up is that? I, I mean, know they would be stoked if someone died from vaping. They would be I excited think, because mm -hmm. 
that would give them their, you know, that would justify their crusade, would completely justify it. It would give them the control that they want. Right. Uh, blew my mind, Clive Bates, blowing my mind on the daily over there on Twitter. Uh, and here's I'll the problem with all these nicotine things that they try to come up with, right? Yeah. The problem is when they're like, oh, nicotine causes like, you know, messed up brain development. Nicotine mm -hmm. causes erectile dysfunction. Oh, you nicotine, you. whatever. Yeah. See, we have this enormous data set of people who smoke and have smoked for like, sorry, there's a leaf blower outside my window. I don't know if anybody <laughs> can hear that. Hi, sir. How are you? Barely. Did you? Anyway. That means I get to vape. Um, so we have a huge data set of people who smoke and people have been smoking, you know, nicotine included tobacco for, I don't know, hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. And when you don't see, and we at least have good science data for decades, right? Right, of, right. Of people who have been smoking. And when you don't see this type of, you know, trends happening mm -hmm. in people who smoke, I find it a little hard to believe that it would just magically appear in yeah. people who vape. Magically right? appear. <laughs> like we magically don't have appear. generations of people with, you know, um, like mental defects, right. you know, in their brain, brain damage because and like this. right, a brain damage. That was the word I was searching for. Like we don't have that. And there have been, tons of people who smoke so mountains of people have smoked i, I saw some you're right you're absolutely right it doesn't hold up to scrutiny that's the problem with a lot of these right. arguments is the the first little scrutiny they fall under it's like the argument doesn't hold up and i saw i don't know who this was on twitter it might have been charles gardner or something like that was talking about if nicotine causes brain damage then how on earth did we ever land a man on the moon Right. Wouldn't have all of these scientists had brain damage? Wouldn't all of these engineers who were, you know, in the 1960s Even were the smoking astronauts. crazy prevalent? Right. Wouldn't all of this brain damage prevented all of these technological advances? Yeah, probably if it were true. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't hold any water. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. If you haven't already been talking about it for years with people who smoke, don't try to bring it up now. Like, you know, it's some fancy new thing just for nicotine yeah. you know like i'm sorry but that's why it's just it's so transparent what they're doing super transparent and as clive points out they really want it to be true so that they can have their control i mean they are called tobacco control it right? is called tobacco control it's called tobacco control it's not nicotine control but nicotine is tobacco now i guess so that's how they and it's a moving target for them, wherever, whatever Listen, keeps the funding coming in, right? Now, if you want to talk to people that aren't out of their absolute minds, you got to check out Let's Talk E-Cigarettes. <sighs> They're my favorite podcast on the internet right now it's from the dope. University of Oxford in the UK. Let's Talk E-Cigarettes. I'll have a link down in the description, but this is, uh, this is an incredible podcast. This is, is. Uh, Dr. Jamie Hartman Boyce mm -hmm. and Dr. Uh, Nicola Linson. And so it's just, you know, it's two girls talking. How do you not want to listen to that? One of them's British. It's just, I I personally, and that's not like a sexist thing. I personally would rather listen to a girl talk than a guy talk. Like, especially if it's like a teacher or education or podcasts. Mm -hmm. It's just my phone is, you know, the female Siri voice. It's just so much more pleasant than listening to Joe Rogan and, you know, oh, talk God. about bro and science and things like that. This is an incredible podcast. 
Since coming onto the market, I'll just read you the brief little synopsis here. Also, synopsis. I've never really used that word. That kind of oh, came out of nowhere. Okay. I know. Congratulations. So well, thank you. It felt good. May 4th, 2021. First time I used the word synopsis. Mm -hmm. uh, since coming onto the market over a decade ago, e-cigarettes have divided opinion. A team of Oxford researchers are searching for new e-cigarette studies every month. In this podcast, Dr. Jamie Hartman Boyce and Dr. Linda, L Dr. Nicola Lindson talk about what has been found and how this changes what we already know about e-cigarettes. This podcast is made possible through funding from Cancer Research UK. I think they've done how many episodes of this? Five episodes, six, I think, six I think episodes, right. something like yeah. that. I think that's right. It's just spectacular. It's it's the weirdest thing to to listen to somebody who has some sort of like official capacity, like a doctor mm -hmm. from the University of Oxford, you know, mm -hmm. distinguished names and distinguished places. And to get on this podcast and hear people speaking so positively about e-cigarettes for smoking cessation, speaking so yeah. positively about harm reduction, speaking so positively, you know, about quitting smoking. It's just, this is one of those things where after horrible news on Twitter all day and horrible news in my newsfeed all day, I can go, I'm going to go listen to the Oxford podcast about Lex Talk e-cigarettes and just reaffirm that I am on the correct side of this argument. Right. You know? Exactly unbelievable it's a really really I, I can't recommend it enough a really great podcast i'll have a link down in the description to where you can check that uh check that podcast out come on university of oxford yeah UK, it's an association with the cochran report right right it's the same yeah it's the cochran this is like because they you know do their meta-analysis of studies so this is like a little baby child side project of that right. where they look at new studies relating to e-cigarettes and they actually right. bring like the authors or the researchers on mm -hmm. and they like talk about the study and what it means and yep it's really interesting yep it's all yeah it exactly like danielle said uh, the, the last episode or the first episode that they did was called the cochran living review of electronic cigarettes for smoking cessation they're both both of these doctors are heavily involved with the cochran library yes and as we know, Cochrane Library, it's the gold standard of meta-analysis. Gold standard. I'm just going to put that link down in the description as well because I love it so much. Mm -hmm. Along with the Let's Talk e-cigarettes, we're also going to uh, also going to throw the full Cochrane report down there. Why not? Um, what else here in the newsy bits is a thing? Did you see the CN Tower thing? Mm. <laughs> what is up with Canada? What is up with Canada? So, A, if you're in Canada, rights for vapors, tobaccokills.ca. Those are things that you should get involved with. Um, this is the CN Tower, and this is a Toronto landmark. You know, it's like a, I don't know. Like I the Sears Tower, like the Empire tourist, State Building right, like or it's something. A, it's a tourist thing, right? I mean, I've been to Seattle. You see their tower. I've seen the CN Tower from across the, the, the mm -hmm. Niagara Falls. Uh, even when we were in Auckland, New Zealand, uh, Auckland had some sort of Auckland Tower type of thing. It's a mm -hmm. touristy thing, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And sometimes what the CN Tower does is they light up the lights on the tower to show different, um, you know, show, like so support for things support, or whatever. Support, like pink, sure, breast cancer awareness, let's do the CN Tower pink, right? right. Sort of like a 
social, you know, statement type of thing. Maybe mm -hmm. on Christmas it's green and red, you know, holidays mm -hmm. and things like that. Well, this last week <laughs> they lit it up black, which that doesn't make sense. No, black and yellow, I think it black was. Black and yellow, right? Black and yellow, which I don't know how you light something up black. I guess you just turn off the lights. Not sure. But they lit it yes. up black and yellow for the purpose of uh, Anti-Vaping Awareness Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anti-Vaping Awareness Day. They tweeted this out on Twitter. They said, tonight the CN Tower will be lit black and yellow for Anti-Vaping Awareness Day. Anti-Vaping Awareness Day. Spectacular. Well done, Canadia. Well done. I'm going to put a link down in the description to, I don't know what, oh, this is a, oh, this is a Toronto blog. This is the Toronto City blog. And the big headline on it the very next day was, Toronto Vapors are up in arms over the CN Tower's latest campaign. And if you go to this tweet that the CN Tower put out, it's it's like a hundred comments from vapors. And this tweet has like 40 quote retweets and like five regular retweets. Like mm -hmm. all this did was generate controversy. All right. it did was upset people and upset vapors. And, you know, people are tweeting at the CN Tower going, oh, you know, well done. When's, uh, you know, when's anti seatbelt day? When's anti, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> anti Advil day? When's anti harm reduction day? It's kind of ridiculous. Pretty much. And really gross. Like, really gross to have an anti vaping day. And even if the CN Tower, which they did, they're making the argument that it's, well, it's, you know, it's for youth, right? Mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. it's for youth vaping. But that message wasn't communicated anywhere. It just said, Anti-vaping anti day, yeah. which basically means keep smoking day. Keep smoking day. Anti-harm reduction day. So the CN Tower pissed off uh, lots and lots of vapors in Toronto. And the only damage control that the CN Tower is doing as far as any of this bad publicity goes is just mm -hmm. sending people directly to the Canadian you know, the federal government's website about vaping. That's it. That's their okay. one. Anybody gotcha. that speaks up, chimes in, they're like, read more about this campaign here. And it takes you to the Canadian government website where they just, you know, drag vaping over the coals, like youth vaping and flavors attract kids and nicotine addiction for the rest of your life and things like that. Mm. So right on, Canada. Right on. <laughs> right on. Well done. I can't believe that. No. National Anti-Vaping Day. How about National Anti-Smoking Day? How about yeah, how about National Anti How about National Anti-Cancer Day? Anti-Lung yeah. Cancer Day? Anti-Smoking yeah. Day? Anti-Vaping Day? That's just a hard head tilt, especially and, like yeah. especially if you're on this side of it. Like if you're uh if you don't know anything about vaping, you you probably wouldn't care if it was like anti-vaping day but when you're on right. this side of it and and you know like you've mm -hmm. seen the science and you've seen you go oh yeah 13 million 
smokers have switched to vaping in the United States and you've seen how it can change and save people's lives. It just looks, it takes on such like a more menacing yeah. and like evil, like yeah. totalitarian type of right. weirdness. It, it just looks like the eye of Mordor. You know, mm, it does. Just, right. It's, it's creepy mm-hmm. like that. So well done. Uh, well done, Canada. Well done with the CN tower. And that, I mean, that's just it. It's like one little blip of news. That's it. Now it'll be over. They had their successful anti-vaping day, which, look, I I was attempting to do some more digging uh, into this and the such as, but you can kind of see where this came from, this this anti-vaping day. It kind of came from one person. It kind of came from one area. It kind of came from a bunch of really rich uh, schools. Mm. interesting using the cn tower to push your personal agenda uh i can't see my super chat so i'm gonna go back through here there was one from barbara i believe where did i see it nope there was one from tino finally getting my first mech after re-watching your live keep doing what you're doing and may the fourth be with you thank you very much tino i appreciate that enjoy that mech and yes the the latest uh may the fourth be with you type of thing that i've heard like you know, because people say, may the fourth be with you, and then, like, revenge mm-hmm. of the fifth and things yeah. like that. I saw someone do it, like, for every day of the week. It's like the sixth was something, really? the seventh was something, the eighth was something. And the best one I heard was, you know, a reference to the Mandalorian saying, this is the May. Oh, yeah, I saw that one. I love I the that shit. One. That's the greatest. Mm-hmm. That's the this greatest the one. May. This is the May. This is the May. Uh, I saw there were some more super chats in there. Barbara Burgess. Uh, Yoda said... Give Grim and Danielle $2, you will. I'm pretty sure Yoda did say that. I mean, I, I have, thought I heard it. I, but. <laughs> I definitely thought I heard it. I can't confirm, um, but studies show that Yoda... Okay. <laughs> Blackhawk, that's very gracious of you. Sto- so stoked for my now bi-weekly dose of Danielle Jones. She's a cutie. Oh my goodness. That cutie, Danielle Jones. Just look at her blush, just completely head to toe. Just out on her hair, even blushing out, I think. Thank you very much, Blackhawk. Yeah, we're, we're excited to be here. We're excited to be here for sure. And it honestly, like, I have, you know, I feel like a little bit energized coming at TBN today after having a week off, coming yeah, back right? at it. It's like, right? okay, I feel like we had been gone a little bit. And now it's like, it's time. It's like when you get a really good night's sleep the yeah. night before, and then you wake yeah. up and you're like, ah, this yeah. day's my bitch. Here we go. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes. Uh, New Wave Dave in with the super chat. Not to change the subject. Too late. But I just had my first grandchild. <gasps> New Wave Dave. Oh, New Wave Dave. New Wave Dave. Congratulations, New Wave Dave. That's spectacular. I love that. Oh. Congrats. I love that so much, New Wave Dave. Well done. And then lastly, we got one here from Dimlit Night. After listening to the Monday Buildstream intro in reverse, a demon was summoned and possessed my cat who told me to give Grim Green five bucks. Yeah, that tracks. That story checks out. I mean, out. you know, those cats. Yeah. They are They're slippery. very like, uh, you know, in tune with reverse music and demonic possession type of stuff. I mean, so I have no reason to not believe your story, Dimlit Night. No reason at all. No evidence to the contrary. No so. evidence to the contrary. Anyway, thank you guys for those super chats. I'll check back in on those in a little bit. Connecticut has a flavor ban. 
And I saw this head <laughs> I saw this headline that says Connecticut officials move forward with banning flavored vapes. Bill does include menthol cigarettes. The problem is it doesn't include menthol cigarettes. Mm. This bill in Connecticut, damn it, did I lose it? It's over here somewhere. This bill in Connecticut. Oh, yeah, it's gone. Unbelievable. How did I lose this? I told you I was unprepared for today. I felt all energized. Hang on. I mean... There's a flavor ban in Connecticut, and the headline on it says that it does include menthol cigarettes, but the article clearly says that this flavor ban in Connecticut is only for vaping and does not and does not include menthol cigarettes. I mean, maybe they're confused. Maybe they're confused. They could be confused because they kept calling everything a tobacco product. Well, I mean, they didn't start that. No, they didn't. But they're certainly playing into it quite a bit. They call everything a tobacco product. And so in some sentences, they're saying that this is banning menthol flavored tobacco products. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But they're I am so upset that I lost this article because there's a perfect line. It says. It says that this does not include menthol cigarettes. Menthol cigarettes and high-end cigars were excluded from this like they are from all menthol bans. Uh, Okay, I give up. Damn. I give up. I was going to make fun of Connecticut. I had a whole bit planned. I mean, is it the link that you put in our Google Doc? Oh, is it? Is it in the Google Doc? Is it one that say uh, Reason the Hill? No, I no, think no. it is. Oh, 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 oh. I got you, fam. Boom, far left fact checker. Yes. Okay. Yes. You outsmarted um, yourself. I just I helped did. you remember. Wow. I played myself right there. Mm-hmm. Um, it says right here, black and white. I'm reading it right here. Um, it says that this bill does not touch menthol cigarettes. These would remain legal. Oh, so the person who wrote the article—they changed the, person who the wrote... headline. Oh, they did. They changed the headline. <laughs> that, they got embarrassed. Look at this. Look at this. I Wait, took, let me. Click I took. It now. Uh, uh, hang on. I'm just gonna pull a, a pull a screenshot up from the website. So I. Oh, you've got it on the screen right now. Yeah, that's the. Oh, but the that's bill the, does not include. Oh, they changed it. That's the screenshot that I took early this morning when I was preparing this. And the newest headline on here, wait for it. Bill does Whoops. not include menthol cigarettes. Maybe it was a typo. Or someone just wrote the headline without reading the article. I could, I don't know. I was really going to catch News 8 in something here. But I, it could just be as simple as a typo. It, they just could have forgot the word not <sighs> when they were typing that. Because you, did you say the article did say that it, it was correct? Like the actual article was correct? The actual article was correct where it says this does not include menthol cigarettes, but the headline said this does include menthol cigarettes. I be- I mean, not to spoil your your whole thing, but Man. I bet it was a typo. I bet whoever Damn, typed it in just forgot the not. I thought I was here doing, you know, some hard-hitting journalism. You I got thought, the scoop. I was like, I have the scoop. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be the next Alex Norcia. You know, that's, what, that's where I thought I was going with this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
turns out uh, it was probably just a typo. Yeah. Damn. Well, here's the thing, you guys. If you're in Connecticut, definitely push back against this as hard as you can. Even if it does include menthol, even if it doesn't include menthol, always push back literally on any regulations that they're going to hand out to us. And not to beat a dead horse, but the reason we do this is to show resistance, to show them it's not easy to just slip small things by us, you know, mm -hmm. like things like nicotine caps where they go, oh, we're lowering it from 15 to 20, 50 to 20. If we don't push back, that they, they could theoretically just keep lowering it and keep lowering it. It's the slippery slope argument, and it's what we're going to get into when we talk about uh, when we talk about the menthol, which is going to happen. Let's see. Were there any more super chats? Did I get any more super chats? Okay. I thought uh, I saw something. There was one from Shane. I didn't want to. I just don't want to miss any of these. I have this phobia of missing super chats. Uh, Shane says, "Came for the knowledge, staying for the Star Wars jargon." Oh. Don't even trip. We're going to get there. Mm -hmm. We're going to get there so quickly. In fact, let's just jump into the menthol thing right now. It's the main thing. It's the main thing. That's kind of a dancey track too, right? Totes. It's kind of a dancey track. Okay, good. I'm glad that we agree on that. You're a good little DJ, I got to say. Well, you know, I just, I try to find bangers, you know, I try to find bangers for intros. And um, I get a dance break, so. Look, I'm not going to deny anybody a dance break. <laughs> Especially not my far left fact checker co-host. I mean, mm -hmm. I do appreciate a good dance break. In the vlog, whenever you put the the samba music on, mm -hmm. when you're trying to vape, oh, you best believe I'm at my computer like. It's great. I love dance breaks. Dude, I miss dance breaks. Need more dance breaks in my life. Mm -hmm. So the FDA is going to ban menthol, I think. At least they're really, really, really going to try. Really, really very going to try. This all started from, this is the first one that I saw about it. The Washington mm -hmm. Post, this was last Thursday. FDA promises to move to ban menthol in cigarettes, flavored cigars. Here's the comedy. Within a year. <laughs> <laughs> Within a year, they're going to do this. Vaping's mm. been on the market 14 years, and they haven't regulated it yet. All right, so I'm I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll see this uh, this menthol ban just moving at lightning speed here. But the Washington Post, the Food and Drug Administration, promised Thursday to issue new rules within a year. Oh, I see. Okay, I see. I'm wrong. Okay, again. well, issuing a rule issuing is not the same as banning within a year. Yeah, that headline is hogwash. They're not going to ban menthol cigarettes in a year. They will hopefully have the rule within the next year. Well, they'll have a draft of the rule published maybe within maybe a year. Maybe within a maybe. year. I still think that's a bit of a stretch, but I mean, a draft? Hmm. I still, I mean, yeah, a draft. So look, and I mean, it even says it could be years before any ban takes effect. Knowing Correct. how the federal government moves, and I've said this at least a trillion times on here because I'm a libertarian, but the federal government has no motivation or incentive to be efficient at anything. No. Nope. They can move at their own pace always. And they Which is always usually do. glacial. Gla <laughs> glacial. <laughs> glacial, I think, is being generous to how quickly the federal government actually moves. It would be years 
years before we see this. It says, but a briefing Thursday, top FDA officials promised to begin by proposing regulations within the next 12 months. That would start the lengthy process of, as we've seen before with FDA regulations, right? Comment period, response period. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming they're going to have to, what, you know, do they have like a, a maximum time limit that they have to leave an open comment period going for? I mean, could, um, I mean, this could add months and months of, I don't of know. comment periods. I'm I'm trying to remember like what previous comment periods. I mean, I've seen anywhere from like 30 days to like 120 days. I don't know if there's a set in stone like right. for FDA. I can't. I mean, we went through this with the deeming rule, right? Like yeah. when that hammer dropped. So we had the draft come out in what 2014, but right. we didn't have like a final rule until like. Was it 2016, 2016 or something like that? Yeah, it was right, shortly so, before summer 2016, I think. Right. So from like, you know, and we knew it was coming like even before 2014, right? They said they were going to start working on it. Then the draft came out in 2014. And then you had two years later. And then this is a this is a process. They don't, mm -hmm. you know, unless they're going to suddenly do something crazy new under the Biden administration. This process takes a while. Like takes, this is, it's not fast. Not fast. Not fast in any sense. I mean, on top of things like, you know, com open feedback periods and comment mm -hmm. periods and stuff like this, you have to imagine that there's going to be a mountain of uh, lawsuits. Oh, know, I would think the tobacco litigation. companies are going to do lawsuits. Yeah. yeah. Lawsuits, mm -hmm. litigation. And so why right now? Why right now, FDA? Well, it turns out that this menthol ban is in response to a petition from 2013 mm -hmm. where X amount of signatures were received in order to pressure the FDA to sort of move on slash ban, regulate, prohibit, whatever, menthol in cigarettes. Mm -hmm. And this has been around since 2013, and FDA is acting on it on the very last day that I think there was a lawsuit. To act. Yeah, there was a lawsuit involved, and the right. judge gave FDA a date and said, you have to do something by this date. And right. so what FDA did, because it's the federal government and they move really, mm -hmm. really slow, is they waited until literally the last day, and then on that Thursday, finally made an announcement and said, we're going to start the rulemaking process, which will take another few years. So could you imagine, and look, I'm not in support of banning menthol or cigarettes or anything like that. I'm a freedom guy, and in America, you have the freedom to consume stuff that's bad for you. I, I firmly believe that you can eat McDonald's every day of every meal for the rest of your life if you want to because you're an American. It might also kill you and be bad for your health, but damn it, you're allowed to do that. Um. So could you imagine being one of the signatories of this, like signing this petition in 2013, you know, following it, seeing the FDA mm -hmm. do nothing for years and years and years and years and years and years and years. Finally, there's a lawsuit. So you think mm -hmm. maybe I'll get some action from the FDA now. Then a judge has to order the FDA to follow your petition. And then mm -hmm. finally, when they finally get to it, eight years later, <laughs> they go, okay, we're going to now, eight years later, start the very, very slow moving yep. process of maybe 
creating a regulatory framework to phase out menthol over the next like decade. Can you imagine how uh, like I would be you can't there's no amount of disappointment that you can feel other than when you're trying to get some sort of action from the federal government. It's mm-hmm. just disappointments on disappointments on disappointments. I'm thankful that they didn't move to ban menthol before, but I think it's I love the idea of the FDA just waiting until the very last day, just procrastinators, you know, and and wait until the very last day until a judge had to go, here's the last day, follow it. And they right. were fine. Well, you know, if you remember, me. Scotty G was kind of into it for a second when he was FDA commissioner. He was like, hmm, and then he dropped it like a hot potato. Yes. So, you know, I uh, it was you know they probably got some hope then. They were like, oh yeah, now and mm-hmm. then Scotty G with the socks just had better things to. Do. I don't know. He just it went away. He did not mess he with did. it anymore. He just yeah. He just went away. He just he just went away. And he was the original. Like when he was talking about a menthol ban, it was very like menthol ban. Shh, menthol ban. Scott Gottlieb mm-hmm. was very like quiet about menthol ban. Don't say it too loud. <laughs> Could be a menthol ban. Scott Godley, menthol ban. Shh. Might be a thing. Kind of do. Mm. It was really because it is such a divisive topic. It mm-hmm. is such a divisive topic. And I, but even before we get into this, I'm going to read a little bit from the Washington Post. We're going to read some things from a few other articles, including, uh, you know, Alex Narcia, the Reason Foundation, uh, The Hill. There's a great article in The Hill mm-hmm. about this. And, where I land on this and why it says in the title, yes, I think that a menthol ban is a is a completely racist thing to do is because of this. White Americans and black Americans smoke at damn near the same rate. It's with the exception of like it's like three or four percent difference. There's no difference between the the cigarettes that white Americans consume and the amount of cigarettes that black Americans consume, we smoke at the same rate. Exact same rate. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much the same rate. Okay, I'm not going to say exact because it's not exact. It's, it's not it exact. It's pretty. It's very close. Like, it's at like, the same... Yeah. <laughs> it's so close. It's so close. So then if you look with that in mind, if the federal government and the FDA moves to ban one of these products that overwhelmingly black Americans choose to smoke while leaving legal overwhelmingly the product that white Americans choose to smoke. I can't see that as anything else but racist. I I just can't. I have a really hard time getting on the other side of this, seeing that prohibition, you know, for your own good type of thing. I just, I cannot get on board with that. I can't get on board with that. And additionally, it's more than just, in my opinion, it's more than just banning the product that, you know, that people prefer. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get out a thought here and I I I just want it to be a good thought and I don't want to, you know, speak out of turn. It just, if, if not, if it's not racist, which it feels racist to me, if it's not racist, it's at the very least very demeaning, very condescending, condescending, very 
we want to save you from yourselves type of I don't like it. When I say on the thumbnail, is it authoritarian? Yes. Is it tyrannical? Absolutely. Is it racist? I definitely believe so. I 100% believe so. And I can't, you know, I was sitting here before with Danielle trying to think of like some sort of analogy, but there just is no, there's no like, uh, there's no analogy for this. Not, I mean, not one that, you know. There's not one would, that makes sense or would right. be like, you know, societally appropriate or something right. like that, right? There's just exactly. no analogy for this. So that's the that's how I feel about this. That's that's where I'm coming from. That's the lens that I'm viewing this. If you have even taking cigarettes completely out of the equation, if you have a product that appeals to certain people and the same bad product that appeals to different people and you ban one of them, you're you're victimizing people that don't probably need or desire to be victimized. I feel like by telling a black American smoker that, oh, you're the victim here. It's not your fault. It's Big Tobacco's evil fault. You're you're the victim. Victimizing someone isn't respecting them. And then victimizing them and then saying, oh, we're going to save you from, from this victimhood that we've created for you. Right. That does not sit well with me. And we're going to come up with the solution about right. how we're going to save you for you. We're come up with the solution about how we're going to save you from yourself since you, apparently you can't do that on your own. It's very condescending and it's really, it really is. I mean, I, I agree with you on this completely. Um, and there is an argument to be made uh, that says, you know, tobacco companies used predatory, you sure. know, marketing sure. tactics to target, you know, black Americans for menthol cigarettes. You You could make that argument. I think there's you know, nuance to that as well, um, because Lots. marketing, marketing in general is about targeting demographics. Um, right. and it's not, you know, it gets, it gets turned into something that becomes evil when you have a product that kills people. But if we were talking about t-shirts that don't kill people, yeah. you know, every marketing company is going to go after a particular, you know, demographic. So as somebody with a marketing background, I have some mixed feelings on that, but if you want to yeah. say big tobacco is predatory, I'm not really going to argue with you too much on that. I mean, sh yeah. yeah, okay. There but might have been, probably. The right. But the, the fact of the matter is that now we're in a situation, regardless of why, where statistically speaking, black Americans tend to prefer menthol, or rather yep. menthol is used more by black Americans than white Americans, however, which way you want to say it. Right. That's the situation that we live in right now. Mm -hmm. Uh and for the right now, it doesn't really matter necessarily why that happened, but that's where we are. Yes. And if you're going to take that off the market, you're going to prohibit it. You're That's going to come with, I mean, you can't make something illegal and not have criminalization and penalties. And, and black market. Exactly. Have consequences pop up from that. And if that product is overwhelmingly used by black Americans, then they are going to be overwhelmingly affected by that policy, making the policy racist yes that's yeah i'm gonna 100 that's where i sit with this 800 percent 800 percent and and it kind of kills me that mitch zeller and 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 woodcock here from from the fda don't they don't they don't see that they just go oh no no this isn't gonna be a consumer thing we're not going after the consumers. We're going after the manufacturers. 
There's so much difference there. So much different. But that's not how that works, though. No. Nope. I mean, <laughs> look, look at the war. Let's look at the war on drugs. OK, Absolutely. now it's a little bit different because, you know, with drug use, use itself can be, you know, criminalized. Right. Yep. But if you look at how it works when you're trying to enforce a law like this. Mm -hmm. OK, so perhaps the possession if this goes through the possess the mere possession by a random person on the street of a menthol cigarette is not necessarily going to be a crime let's say however if they're trying to uh crack down on the manufacturer and distributor mm -hmm. of that product mm -hmm. when they find that person on the street holding that product what exactly do you think is going to happen and who are the types of people good idea of what's going to happen? <laughs> right. And who are the types of people that are going to get into uh, an illicit market like this? Perhaps people that potentially used these products. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, it's it's not you can't just say, oh, well, we're not criminalizing possession. So everyone will be fine. That's not realistic. That's not that is a kindergarten view of how the world and our criminal justice system works. Oh, Cops yes. and investigators and, you know, all this, this system goes after everybody involved to try to, you know, maximize the number of people to punish, to set an example, you know, make examples out of people mm -hmm. and to go after whoever is at the top. There's a lot of people from the bottom to the top. Okay. That's, it's just, I don't, I personally do not think that that's an excuse. Like, oh, we're not going to, it's not going to be criminalized. The possession it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It if you doesn't think matter police, because that's how it works. <laughs> I mean, if you think, if you think that this ban is not going to increase uh, activities between police and people who use these products, you're just wrong. And yep. whether or not the police can give that person a ticket or put them in jail for having that, you know, menthol cigarette the fact that it forces an interaction can cause a whole other slew of problems. So the, I'm it, sorry, yeah, but absolutely. No. It doesn't even need to end negatively. There doesn't need to be the interaction to begin with. Correct. You're taking a product that millions of law abiding citizens use and making it illegal. Suddenly, suddenly, you're turning everybody that uses that product into a criminal. Did they just, I mean, Mel, Mitch Zeller can't be so naive as to think that, oh, as soon as menthol's banned, uh, everybody will stop smoking. They'll just, not. they won't have a choice. They'll just have to stop smoking. No, what? Are you crazy, Mitch Zeller? Do you think people are gonna smoke regular cigarettes? Probably mentholate their own cigarettes which is not difficult to do mentholate mm -hmm. and sell their own cigarettes to other mm -hmm. people who like to use menthol cigarettes who are now criminals because smuggle them in from them. other smuggle countries them in from other states i mean we've seen how incredible the the flavor and menthol ban has been in uh, massachusetts right yeah massachusetts losing all sorts of money but the surrounding states have sort of this tobacco boom going on where everybody's leaving the state to buy tobacco and either bringing it back into the state to consume themselves or, hi, black market, the black market. So that's where I stand on this. We're gonna keep uh, we're gonna keep reading because there's smarter people out there than us that that are speaking about this. Um, the Washington Post it kind of ends and says Woodcock and Zeller strongly asserted the opposing argument, saying that menthol by cooling harsh tobacco and nicotine 
makes smoking those brands easier and more appealing. Zeller cited one study that linked menthol to 378 premature deaths between 1980 and 2018. Now, that seems like a big number, but that is not a big number. 387,000 premature deaths linked to menthol smoking between 1980 and 2018? I mean, considering that, what is it, 480,000 supposedly died per year? year? So between 1980 and 2018, 12 million smokers died from smoking cigarettes, but 378,000 people exclusively died from menthol cigarettes? I'm not even, I mean, to my knowledge, I'm not aware of menthol. And I'm not aware of any, like, legit, you know, hard science saying that menthol is more or less deadly than non-menthol. There's none. There's no... I mean, here's the problem. Here's the problem with that. So I'm going to put a link in the description to the Washington Post. You can read it if you want. I'm also going to put a link in the description to Alex Norcia's article about this very same subject. Little Alex Norcia right there. Alex Norcia's about this very same subject. He covers a lot of the stuff that a lot of the other mainstream media news outlets are covering. But he also injects, obviously, a little bit more uh, harm reduction you know, a vaping sort of angle to this. And it kind Mm -hmm. of brought up the question to me, like if they were banning menthol, but also promoting less harmful vaping products, would I feel differently about a menthol ban? Would you feel differently about a menthol ban, Daniel Jones, if they said, Hey, we're banning menthol, but we're also going to be promoting vaping for harm reduction for smokers. I'm going to speak on this as a my personal view. I want to make sure, this real sure, clear. Sure, this is my personal sure. view. This Here is not go. necessarily my view. I'm not representing any other organizations. My personal view. Yeah, Alex Narcia is really interested. He's coming to hang out with you. <laughs> so my personal view is that while, yes, promoting vaping would be awesome, um, prohibiting something is still coercive. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean, you're still trying to force people to do what you want them to do rather than letting them choose or giving them options. It is coercive. Mm -hmm. I personally believe that prohibition, whatever it is, never works. And for those reasons, while I definitely like the idea of promoting vaping, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I really like that idea. It still wouldn't necessarily make me feel good about right. a ban on menthol. Yes. Um, I understand what people are saying. And I think obviously promoting vaping, you know, if we couldn't escape the menthol ban, if it was just going to be a fact of life, promoting vaping along with it would obviously be way better. Mm-hmm. Um I just don't think that we should be prohibiting anything. I mm-hmm. think that we should educate people and we should say to them, here's the thing that you've been using. And if you really want to keep using that, that is your right as a freedom bearing adult in the United States of America. However, if you are interested in reducing your risk to smoking related diseases, um, there is another option um, that you could try. It is 95% less harmful, perhaps you might take a look. I can yes. demonstrate it for you. There's yes. a whole community of people you could ask questions to. Yes. You know, if you if that's something you're interested in, you let me know. I'm here yes. for you. That's what I like. Yes. I'm I'm cheering in libertarian right now. Yes. 
The government's only function should be to communicate the relative risks and harms and then ultimately let the free adult American decide what they're going to do with that information. That's what I would say. I don't want cigarettes banned. I don't want menthol cigarettes banned. I want flavored cigarettes back on the market. I want flavored vapes on the market. I want mm -hmm. high-proof alcohol on the market. I want cannabis legalization. I want to decriminalize drugs. I want, you know, all of this stuff. I don't want anything banned. Zero. Banned. I don't either. I mean, what did alcohol prohibition and what is the war on drugs taught us? It's taught us that when people do something, uh, the government just making it illegal doesn't just they don't all just stop and i'm not saying that they choose to turn into criminals right. i mean that that's not the point the point is they're doing the behavior that they're doing for a reason for probably a lot of reasons right there are a lot of reasons that people like to consume alcohol there are a lot of reasons why people consume nicotine there are a lot of reasons why people consume drugs those yep. reasons are incredibly complicated and yes. nuanced and very very personal and I'm sorry, but the government just deciding one day that it's no longer legal because that's what they did with drugs. That's mm -hmm. what they did with alcohol. That's what they're doing with menthol cigarettes and vaping, right? Yep. One day it just becomes illegal because they arbitrarily decide. That doesn't change the reasons why all of those people have been using those substances, okay? Right. That doesn't just flip a switch in their mind and they go, oh, I don't need this anymore or I don't want this anymore. That's mm -hmm. not how that works. Right. And so I'm, I'm not saying that... The demand. Right. There's, so there's going to be that demand. And so I'm not saying that these people just turn to a life of crime. I'm saying that there is a much larger reason behind why they're using it and simply changing a designation on a piece of paper is not going to affect that reason. That's no. what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, yes. Absolutely. Yes. I agree with you. And the thing is, if I, you know, if I was a menthol smoker and I wanted to keep smoking menthols, there's, there's ways you can keep smoking menthols. And I would probably actively try to sell menthol cigarettes. Like I'd be doing something that previously was completely legal. And so you're in this weird area and it's like, it's the same way I feel about, well, maybe I shouldn't incriminate myself, shipping vape products to people now. Mm -hmm. It's something I had done for years that was completely legal. And I know that I'm sending e-liquid to someone who needs that e-liquid in order to not smoke cigarettes. I know I'm doing the right thing and I'm breaking the law. So you get into this, I'm doing something illegal, but I don't feel like a criminal. No. And you're right? not doing it with m malicious intent. You're no. not doing it. You know, this is the thing that you've been doing. And now some bureaucrat in a tower with a pen decided that it's not legal anymore. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, or have in a problem some cases, that. an unelected billionaire with just a lot of money decides that he doesn't want you using nicotine anymore. Whoops. Oh, that's not the right one. Uh, Alex Norcia. So I'm going to post a, a link in the description uh, to this Alex Norcia article from Filter Mag. Uh, it's really, really very good. I'm just going to read. I'm just going to read this little these little two paragraphs because I thought there was really good. Um, they're talking about uh, uh, e-cigarettes and, uh, you know, research shows that e-cigarettes can help smokers, obviously, if you're, you know, it can satisfy these menthol cravings without all the risk that comes with these combustible, uh, t you know, tobacco cigarettes. And he says, on the opposite side of the issue, a diverse coalition fears that the menthol ban will increase interactions between black people and the police. 
These concerns are obviously legitimate. A cop arrested and then killed Eric Garner for selling loose cigarettes, for example. His mother became a vocal opponent of the proposed menthol ban that eventually failed in New York City. Those in, the fl those in favor of the ban insist that this logic is a red herring, as only the manufacturers and retailers would be targeted. Is as that what happened with Eric? Is that what happened that, with Eric? Garner? Is that what happened with Eric? I don't know. I it seems like that's not what happened in that, in that situation. But this is one of those and I love the way that you said kindergarten level of thinking. Oh, this is just going after the manufacturers and the retailers. Alex Narcia goes on to say, but should the sale of menthol cigarettes be criminalized, critics insist smokers will almost definitely become the sellers. Yeah as we have seen countless times throughout the history of prohibition. Plus, menthol cigarettes are not difficult to bootleg. He links over to uh, Jacob Greer, who's one of my new favorite people that I love following on Twitter. Mm -hmm. But he tweeted out and said, uh, oh, I wish I had a, wait, do I have a picture of this tweet? Yeah, I do. I told you I was winging it. I'm winging it today. We're just winging I'm, this. I'm loving it. I'm getting all like ragey and Ragey, okay, though. yeah, it says, People who insist that there won't be an illicit market for menthol cigarettes seem unreasonably confident that bootlickers won't think to obtain menthol flavoring and a spray bottle or simply roll their own with mentholated papers. It's not that hard. The black, the, the menthol black market. Okay, bye, Alex Narcy. I'll see you later. The menthol black market is going to be really easy to maintain. Hyper easy to maintain easier than the vaping black market i think i think it's easier to mentholate cigarettes because this you can buy this on uh on amazon i saw your tweet about that yeah yeah dude they're just called cigarette flavor beads they're little uh little cigarette flavor beads they come in all sorts of crazy flavors uh, lots of menthol but uh loads of fruity flavors as well it even comes with and i'm not telling you how to break the law here no, actually, we're it's not. not breaking the law. Anyway, I'm going to buy some of these just to experiment. I don't want to really necessarily smoke a cigarette, but I'd like to see what sensation these create because even this little pack of flavor beads even comes with a little tool that you can use to like pierce your filter. Mm -hmm. And then it's got mm -hmm. like a little applicator thing so you can. Oh, to like inject it to in like there? Bury it down in your filter so that if you're smoking your cigarette, smoking your cigarette, you can just go, remember Camel Crush? Smash oh, I it? was all about the Camel Crushes. Crush life, all bro. All about them. Those are the ones. Was that considered a flavored? Are those still around? Is Camel Crush still around? I don't know the answer to that. That it's what I. I don't. It, know. It's what I was smoking when I quit. So I mean, at least they were like, I don't know what my vaporversary six years ago. Six years like ago. That. Well, something like that. These. I accidentally popped one in my same eye idea. once. I don't oh, recommend doing that. No. Yeah. At a table, what? you know, with a bunch of other, you know, people who are smoking, we got curious one day because I'd been smoking these for a while. I liked them. I was like, what's in here? You know, there were all these myths flying around like, oh, it's a little bead of scope mouthwash. Like, I still don't know what it was, to be honest with <laughs> right. you. It's kind but of this. One day we decided to, like, cut one open and pull the bead out. And we were, like, looking at it and holding it and right in the eye. Menthol right in your eyeball. Do not, I don't know what was in that. I didn't go blind, thankfully, but it did not feel good. And I had to run to the bathroom and wash my eye out. So please don't be careful with those beads. Let me just yeah. tell you that. 
There's yes. Be, be careful for everybody buying these beads for the future illicit menthol cigarette black market, which will be booming in the United States. You can get these on Amazon, ten bucks, and you get like a thousand beads. Start stuffing cigarettes, sell those for two bucks on the street. That's called being an entrepreneur. That's called that's called being an entrepreneur. Now I'm not going to encourage anybody to break the law. I just want to point out how easy it would be. Now, do you think that th these lawmakers, do they ever take a pause and go, can we actually accomplish this? Like, can we actually ban menthol and enforce it? Do they ever take a step back and go, is this something that's even possible? Because sure, you can ban Philip Morris uh, Altria from producing menthol, mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. you don't have jurisdiction over every tobacco company on earth. Right. And you don't even have, I don't think, if somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they can't even prohibit them from manufacturing. They can just prohibit them from selling in the United States and importing yes. into the United States. Because yes. if Altria has like, I don't know, a factory in wherever in the Winston United States Salem, North and they Carolina. produce menthol, right. And then they sell it in, I don't know, uh, Norwegia. That, I just made that up. Uh, no, that's not a country. <laughs> I just made one up. I know. I made it up for my Norway they is wanna, a country. That is a country. Yeah. But Norwegia sounds so fun, Norwegia doesn't it? Do you want to like, go I to wanna, Norwegia? I do. It sounds quaint. It like, does, I, I want right? to go the, the, walk like the streets of Norwegia. Yeah. And windmills. Lots of, and like, yeah, windmills. Like really good street <laughs> food, too. Like really yeah, good yeah, street yeah, food. Yeah, like amazing yeah. street food. Yeah. Norwegia. Right. So Let's Norwegia. Go. I made it up. Yeah. So if they want to sell it in wherever, <laughs> FDA doesn't have jurisdiction over, right? Like that's right. why vape exactly. manufacturers can produce here. Like you can have an e-liquid factory here and then right. sell it and in the UK. Right. Right. Yes. So I just they can't came across even... that information the other day, actually, that you can still manufacture e-liquid and sell it outside of the country. Yes. It doesn't break any laws. Correct. So they can they can stop, you know, sales and importing. But right. they can beyond use that, the unless same, I'm wrong. Like, you know, they can use the same war on drugs sort of enforcement stormtrooper enforcement that mm -hmm. they've been doing but now they get to do it with cigarettes right right they get to do it with menthol and honestly right. it's not and i i'm i try to be as aware as i can of like logical fallacies and like biases and things that i might have and I, and, and the slippery slope fallacy is something that comes up constantly in my life because i have the tendency to go down the slippery slope fallacy where i say well if this happens then blah blah right. blah this will happen Right. So I try not I try not to do that. But I'm going to do that right now. Because imagine a future 10 years from now where menthol is banned in the United States and the only way to get a menthol cigarette is illicitly black market, create it yourself, something like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Armed with the information that we've been drilled into our brains for the last few weeks that adult Black American smokers prefer menthol cigarettes generally than, you know, traditional cigarettes. Armed with that information, what is to stop a police officer from stopping every smoker that they see who's a black person on the street? Curious, going, I wonder if that's a menthol cigarette. Wonder if that's a menthol cigarette. All you'd need to do is see a green pack and you'd have right. probable cause. You'd go, that's a menthol pack. Right. 
I don't think it's out of the realm of reality when they say that this is going to create more interactions between people of color and police officers. It absolutely will. It might not this year or next year or the year after that, but it, it in, inevitably will. I mean, am I way off in thinking this? I do I not like think that you are. Inevitably happen. I mean, I, feel I like think it that inevitably happen. There are policy like look at stop and frisk, for example, yeah. that didn't even have, you know, like this element of like menthol, which is something that, you know, black Americans tend to use more of than like, let's say white Americans, for example, that didn't right. even have that like context to it. No. And it still affected people of color more than than white people. So mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's a stretch at all. I'm sorry, but I don't. It yeah. will create more interactions, even if it's just them. Right. And interaction, we say interaction on purpose. doesn't mean arrest. Yeah, doesn't it doesn't mean, mean ticket. Anything. It just it means, means interaction. interaction yeah, right. It. And when you approach someone in an interaction, when a police walks up to a person, a whole lot of things can suddenly happen in that moment. Right. Whether you think that that's how the person or the cop should or should not react, a right. lot of different things can happen. People get scared. Yeah. People have previous trauma. People they yeah. fight or flight. They 100%. panic and things happen. And interactions does lead to more issues right yes. because we don't know what's going to happen during that interaction yeah and it's not again yeah exactly i've seen enough internet videos to know that normal things a normal situation can quickly because of someone panic or yells or scream you know any little thing things can escalate really really quickly and imagine if that was if there was no laws being broken. This guy's just smoking a regular cigarette, but it escalated. I mean, you can play the what if and if game, you know, until you're blue in the face. But you can look at history and go, if we can prevent these interactions, I don't want to have to deal with cops. I right. don't like dealing with police officers. I don't like getting pulled over. I don't like I don't like it either. And if we can limit this, these these interactions instead of creating a reason for them to continue to exist even more abundantly. Right. I don't know. It's crazy to me. I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, do we need a dance break? Is that what you I said? I mean, Ian. All right. Let's, uh, let's do the newsy things again. That's the funkiest yeah. one. I want, want, wanna wow, yeah, news. All right, mm -hmm. that was a good. Mm -hmm. Appreciate that. Uh, thanks for the heads up about that. Uh, we did need a dance break, Ian. I appreciate I, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heck of dance breaks. Heck of dance breaks. Okay, so I want to. I want to wrap this up. I'm gonna wrap this up. Uh, I'm gonna post loads of links down in the description, including. Everything I talked about, including The Hill, which I didn't get to really even talk about this article, but The Hill reported, uh, it says, Bill banning menthols in cigarettes divides Democrats. Yeah, with some seeing a racial bias. The, the House Dems themselves are torn, completely torn on this. Prohibitionist happy Dems are torn on this. Mm -hmm. That fracture, along with these 70 organizations that are against it and these 80 organizations that are for it with consumers in the mix, with the racial component and inequality mixed into the mix, this menthol ban is going to take 20 years. <laughs> it, it's going to be bananas. Uh, it, it's 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 going to be more than bananas. So I'll post some links down in the description. Also, I'm going to post a link to 
uh, FEE, the Freedom for Economic Education. Uh, one of my new uh, Twitter guys that I follow, Brad Palumbo, just I love this guy and I love his tweets. He did a really great article about, uh, you know, he sometimes reports on very libertarian things and economics and drugs and things like this. But occasionally he ventures into uh, smoking and harm reduction and things like that. And he has a great little article. It's like, here's five reasons why uh, the FDA, you know, shouldn't ban menthol cigarettes. He calls it the nanny state alert. So I just like that term nanny state. So I'm going to throw that link down the description. And then lastly, before we can even talk about Star Wars, there's this great piece from the Reason Foundation by Guy Bentley. You know Guy mm -hmm. Bentley. I know Guy Bentley. Mm -hmm. Guy Bentley's a great guy. I only got to meet Guy Bentley once. I met him at the last uh, rally that was in uh, Washington, D.C. He spoke there. and I think uh, I might have, too. Or at least I saw him, and I was like, oh. I, I was nervous to go. I, like, I wanted to introduce myself, uh, and I was really nervous to meet him. And I was like, is this what this feels like? Like, I'm really, I don't want to go talk to Guy Bentley. And it took me forever, and I was finally, like, talking to Eric. He's like, just go talk to him. I'm like, okay. So I went over and said hi. I said, thanks. I'm a big fan. Thanks for what you're doing. He was like, oh, cheers. Thank you. Yeah. You know, like that was it. I was like, okay, cool, Guy Bentley. Okay. Appreciate that. Oh, nice. Appreciate that. I'm into it. I'm into it. The Reason Foundation. Top 10 reasons why the FDA should not ban menthol cigarettes. They're trying to ban it's menthol worth a cigarettes. Read. It's worth a read. I'm going to gloss through some of these. The majority of youth smokers don't use menthol cigarettes. According to an analysis by the Centers for Disease Control, the popularity of menthol cigarettes among young people has declined substantially. Between 2014 and 2018, youth smokers using menthol products fell from 54.5% to 46.1%. Furthermore, youth smoking rates have fallen to their lowest point in history. The CDC reported that just 4.6% of high school students reported being current cigarette users in 2020. Keeping in mind that's pre-pandemic as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Yeah, uh, black youths have lower rates of cigarette smoking than other groups. This is it's true. A hundred percent true. I I, mm -hmm. I had to look deep dive into this. You know, between the two of us, and it's true. It turns out it's true. Mm -hmm. um, they generally smoke uh, later in life, and so yep. if the FDA is saying, well, black youths are at risk of menthol cigarettes the data doesn't, doesn't super doesn't support doesn't super, that super super support that argument black smokers uh, black adults smoke black adults smoke at similar rates to white adults but the preferred product of white smokers white smokers aren't targeted by this ban this was correct this was the one this was one that really stuck out to me and made me think yeah that's crazy we smoke at the same rate, but the preferred product of white smokers is not going to be made illegal. Okay. Okay. Sorry, it just seems racist to me. There's no way around I mean, it. I, I mean, can't think of any other. It's hard. It's going to be hard to get me on the other side of this argument to see that a menthol ban is somehow not racist. But I'm willing to listen. Look. I'm willing to listen. Um, states with higher menthol consumption have lower youth smoking rates? What? Mm. Menthol cigarettes allegedly are more appealing to youth. It's easier to start using and harder to quit. Because of these claims, one may assume that states with higher menthol cigarette consumption have higher rates of youth smoking. However, using 
National Survey on Drug Use and Health, the NSDA data, mm-hmm. and menthol distribution figures, the Reason Foundation examined whether there is a strong positive relationship between the distribution of menthol cigarettes and youth cigarette smoking. Mm-hmm. Our analysis found states with more menthol cigarette consumption relative to all cigarettes have lower rates of child smoking. States with higher cigarette distribution levels per capita of all types have higher rates of both adult and youth smoking. I don't like that they said child smoking. That really bothers me. It was weird. Child smoking? In general, the analysis show consistent non-predictive relationships between relative menthol cigarette consumption rates and the use of any age group. The only predictive relationship is between adult and child smoking rates. And since we do not expect children to cause their parents to smoke, we conclude states with higher rates of adults' use cause higher rates of youth use. It all seems very straightforward. It's just not straightforward to some people. Menthol prohibition will create illicit markets and more police interactions, especially in minority communities. This is something that we have uh, we've been going on and on about for the last few minutes. But it says policies that amount to prohibition for adults will have serious racial justice implications. Such a ban will trigger criminal penalties, which will disproportionately impact people of color, as well as prioritize criminalization over public health and harm reduction. A ban will also lead to unconstitutional policing and other negative interactions with law enforcement. Look, without beating a dead horse into the ground, yes, I I would agree with all of those things, especially the black market side of it. I think the black market side of it is something that the majority of people just kind of push off, like just kind of naysay it. Like, well, that's black market. Come on, that's just a buzzword, right? Black market's not going to be a thing. But when when they restrict vaping, the black market popped up right on their kids' phones on TikTok. And they went, whoa, now they're selling them on TikTok. We should, they have to crack down on these sellers on TikTok. And I said, well, you wouldn't have to crack down on sellers on TikTok if you would just regulate vaping. But it seems that our FDA and government prefer enforcement to regulation. Uh, And that upsets me. Um, uh, They say menthol bans have a poor record of actually reducing smoking. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's very true. They mentioned Massachusetts. Uh, They mentioned several uh, Canadian provinces that have uh, menthol prohibition right now. Menthol cigarettes are no more dangerous than menthol cigarettes. This is the one I was trying to get to. This is the one that I want to wrap up. Menthol cigarettes. Oh, menthol versus non-menthol. I was always told my whole life that menthol cigarettes are worse for you than than regular cigarettes. Did anybody ever tell you that, Danielle? Did you hear that too? I, I, I was told that about cloves. I was not oh. told that about... Uh, I was talking to, I think, Alex from Casa the other day about okay. this. I had always heard this, you know, I don't know if it was real or not. There's a lot of myths. But I had always been told that cloves had like fiberglass in them and that's why they crackled yeah. when you you know drew yeah. on oh, them yeah. and they were worse for you than regular i have no that's probably not true i have no idea but that was the myth that i heard i never heard the one about menthol versus yeah, non-menthol. people always used to tell me everybody always used to tell me teachers adults everybody told me um uh, in high school it was one of those like you know for lack of a better term like tribal knowledge type of things like it wasn't really written down or 
mm-hmm, spoken mm-hmm. anywhere. It was just information that that school kids exchanged, you know. And I remember people telling me, "Oh, yeah, menthol cigarettes way worse for you. They'll ca- they cause." I remember people telling me, "Oh, they cause like." you'll get crystals in your lungs. Like the menthol forms crystals in your lungs, on your lung tissue. They're like, menthol cigarettes, if you smoke them too much, will make your throat bleed. They're like, the menthol crystals irritate your throat so much you'll bleed. Everyone's like, oh, they're a thousand times worse. Thousand times worse. The problem is they're not actually any worse. I haven't seen anything that says that. The FDA's own study, okay, study published in the Journal of the National Cancer Institute. This is done by FDA, I believe. It's a huge document, and I went through it. (laughs) I went through it as best I could. Hang on. Oh, no. Did I lose it? Is it in the Google Doc? It's called... uh, can't believe I lost this again. Are you kidding me, bro? Yeah, this study. Yep. Oh, no, this isn't the study. Oh, wait. Yes, here's the study. Yes, FDA 2012. FDA 2012 did a study called Preliminary Scientific Evaluation of possible public health effects of menthol versus non-menthol cigarettes. This is an enormous, like, 160-page document. And way down on page 138 or something like that, this is the conclusion that they came to. From the available studies, the weight of evidence supports the conclusion that menthol in cigarettes is not associated with an increase in disease or risk to the user. FDA's own science shows that there's no more danger in a menthol cigarette than there is from a traditional cigarette. Look, that's just the science. So if they're not more dangerous and kids don't use them more than regular, why are we banning them again? Uh, Racism? I don't know. I don't know why we're banning them. You guys... (laughs) Anybody have I know that? that there's some of you who are getting real upset in chat and not agreeing, but answer me those questions. Mm-hmm. Why are we banning them? Why? There's no reason. There's no reason to unilaterally ban menthol cigarettes. No reason. I mean, you could look. You can create reasons. You can take the pr- approach that if you ban it, it will inevitably stop people from smoking menthol cigarettes. It'll stop a certain amount of people from smoking menthol cigarettes. Sure. That's about the best you can hope for. Right. A portion are just going to move to regular cigarettes. So what exactly have you accomplished? uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, what are we hoping to do here with this? Yeah. The juggler, I agree with you. Just legalize everything and tax it all. Legalize it all. Legalize it all. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't see anybody getting uh, uppity in the chat, but I appreciate any, I mean, any questions or anything that you want to throw out there, throw it out there. I'm more than willing to learn and I'm more than willing to listen. And all of the 
all of the reading and research that I have done cannot possibly justify a menthol ban for the reasons that they want to have a menthol ban. Doesn't justify it. Cannot. I mean, what what are they? Because there's no real good support for there's, this. There's no real good support to ban menthol cigarettes while leaving regular cigarettes on the market. If right. you're going to ban have menthol, a... you'd have to ban every tobacco product. If we're having a discussion about banning all cigarettes, that is a completely different mm -hmm. discussion. Mm -hmm. And I'm still going to come down on like prohibition doesn't work. Prohibition is not. You know, but I would not have like an element necessarily of race in that argument. If you're, t But why, why, why ban one and not the other? Yeah, I mean, taking the racial component completely out of it, there's still no reason to do it. You can't. You can't ban one. Why ban one and not the other? Absolutely. I mean, don't I ban either. Don't ban But either. it doesn't make any sense. It makes, yeah, it makes no sense. And honestly, if you're, if you're watching this on a replay, comment down below. Let me know. Like, I'm here to have the discussion. I'm not here to tell you you're wrong. I'm just here to have the discussion. That's it. Just here to have the discussion. So that's where we're ending up, I guess, with uh, menthol. Everybody get your flavor beads ready, your menthol wrapping papers ready, so that uh, when FDA unilaterally and for no real reason decides to ban menthol cigarettes uh, 10 years from now when the legislation finally, you know, this rule finally comes out, and we have the feedback period and we have the lawsuits and we have House Dems split on the decision and we have I'm sure this is going to go smooth. You know it's a good policy when it's met with the most resistance possible. Mm -hmm. You know, you know it's a good policy. Because of the MSA, MSA doesn't isn't affected by menthol cigarettes or regular cigarettes, I don't think. And they don't make more or less. It's just yeah, it adds to the pot, basically. They, yeah, it basically just adds to the pot. Yeah, cigarettes will forever be protected. And what I really think is I think FDA, I think our federal government and FDA just want to straight up ban cigarettes. And I, and, I don't, and I think they know they can't do that, so they're going to try to ban menthol cigarettes. They want to take, a, take away as much as possible. I mean, they just do. And if you're cool with that, then let them take it. I'm not, I, I'd rather they didn't. I don't want anything. I don't want cigarettes banned. I don't want menthol cigarettes banned. I don't want regular cigarettes. I don't want chew banned. I don't want snooze banned. I don't want vaping banned. I don't want any of that stuff banned. Is vaping banned in California? Uh, no, it's not. No. Not banned. No. Not anyway. Not even a flavor ban. California's been trying for a flavor ban for like 12 years. We got to vote on it now. Haven't yeah, we got to vote on it. We got to vote on it next year. Yes. Is it? Oh, my God. I feel, I feel like time is so weird. Yeah, time makes no sense, especially now in quarantine. But ultimately, that's where I land on this subject. And I'm more than willing to listen to anybody. Have the conversation. If you have a question for me, shoot it in the comments. Shoot me an email. If you're not comfortable speaking in public, let's have the discussion. I see no reason to ban menthol cigarettes. I think that's craziness. No, I and I think that there are way to too many unintended con consequences that are going to disproportionately affect people of color. Yep, absolutely. That's what I think. A hundred percent, I think that. I agree. Dire thing. If you ban cigarettes outright, you would you would have to cover the MSA with federal funds. Banning what makes cigarettes marketable makes this makes it the state's problem. Yes, and dire thing. That's a really good point. 
banning the menthol, I think, is too severe when they could have a, a little bit more rational approach to this. Like, ban marketing. Mm-hmm. Ban... Yeah. Advertisements. Ban advertisements, ban marketing, right. ban... Right. Uh, make all, all boxes are plain, plain package. It doesn't even differentiate menthol right. or regular... There's a lot of ways to do this without creating more laws. There's a way to do this without creating more burdensome regulations without taking away an entire you know group's preference of product that's insane that's crazy to me you guys that's crazy to me and if you think i'm way wrong tell me comment down below and tell me i'm way wrong email me and tell me i'm way wrong because i legitimately i just want to you know i want to get every side of this and where i stand right now is the F, they should not ban menthol cigarettes. And if they do, they have to be prepared for the unintended consequences of that, which is going to include not good things. Black market menthol cigarettes. Is that really what we're after? Or is that who's to say? Who's to say we don't see another Avale because somebody uses something weird to mm -hmm. try to mentholate a cigarette and it winds up burning people's lungs. Yeah, and you can do that. You can fuck up menthol crystals they're not to be just played around with they turn from liquid to solids <laughs> right i <laughs> use menthol when i make soap and you you can hurt yourself mm -hmm. there is there are safe usage rates and if you go above that things can get dicey yeah. you know the government so basically here's where i land on this don't trust the government and don't let them ban shit that is already legal right now i think that's crazy Right. Taking race completely out of it, that upsets me to my core, to my yeah. libertarian core. That for hundreds of years, they're like, well, this is legal except till today. And everybody who was using it previously, whatever, tough shit, we know better than you, right? Yeah. No ban now on you're anything, Tracy Kennedy. No ban on anything. I live next to the black market. Mexico, you can get anything. So who knows what's in them? Yeah. Look. As we were talking about, unintended consequences. Uh, exactly. Grim Green says, uh, or uh, Irishman says, Grim Green menthol cigarettes are banned in Ireland. Yep. All it is done is force people to use regular cigarettes, but it is easier. But is it easier to manufacture regular or menthol? Are the manufacturers pushing this? Um, I don't think that the manufacturers are pushing for the menthol ban. I think they're no. firmly, uh, definitely against. against the menthol ban. And yeah. I'm not surprised that if they ban menthol cigarettes in Ireland, people would just smoke regular cigarettes. I think from most of the studies, that's by and large what most people who smoke menthols do. They just switch to regular. Is yeah. my, there's a pro portion of them that will go illicit market. There's even a tiny portion that may quit. But I believe my understanding is the majority just switch to non-menthol. Yes. I mean, looking at it purely from a anecdotal personal point of view, I was a menthol smoker. Same. If I was 22 years old and they banned menthol cigarettes, I would have just smoked regular cigarettes. Or I probably would have started trying to find my own uh, mentholating solution. I would have bought Correct. the flavor beads from Amazon. I would have bought right. menthol rolling papers. Mm -hmm. That's probably what I would have done.
Yeah. Green-Eyed Lady says I'm a, a thousand percent correct. Well, I thank you, Green-Eyed Lady. I'm not sure what I'm correct about, but I, I like to think I have some uh, correctness in there. Hey, Grim Green, I'm curious how you feel about tobacco sales being cut off people born after a certain date. Um, no, I, yeah, I don't mm. I don't like that That's either. phasing of prohibition? Yeah, that's just prohibition with more steps. That's nothing. That's stupid. That's bullshit. I, I hate that. I think that's stupid as hell. I think it, I think anything that people want to do with cigarettes or combustion or tobacco to stop smoking is just the dumbest shit ever when we have vaping. Right. If you're if you're trying to end cigarette smoking or you're trying to end cancer and lung cancer and emphysema and things like this and you're not utilizing far far less harmful vapor products, you're not doing it right. Right. You're doing it completely incorrectly. I think it's crazy that we're going to cut nicotine levels down in cigarettes. Okay, FDA. We're going to ban menthol, cut nicotine down, but keep the combustion and keep regular cigarettes. It's right. it's, it's it's bass backwards to me and I uh, I can't stand it. Can't stand non-coercive it. Non-coercive uh, measures work better. Non-coercive measures. Okay, I'm sorry. There were some super chats that kind of popped in there. Uh That's right. Shane's still here for the Star Wars. Oh, that's right. We're still going to talk about Star Wars. What is it? five right now dang we went yes. for a long time we got real we did get a little saucy. ranty there yeah we did get we a, little a little saucy, saucy and ranty yeah well you know that's fine uh mallory gates says when you owe the government money they are quick oh yeah but when the government owes you money they take their time yeah <laughs> there's uh there's it's that's just the government uh, that's the way the government works that's the way state and local governments work i mean it's it's crazy how quick they are. So uh, maybe I shouldn't tell the story. It doesn't matter. But my wife, uh, her uh, driver's license expired. And so they let mm -hmm. her know right away, you need yes. a new driver's license. Mm -hmm. So we go through this whole fucking song and dance to renew the driver's license and all this stuff. And because of a clerical error on the government's part, they shipped it to a way wrong old address in San Diego. Oh, dear. So the only way is to either go down to San Diego, because of their fault, we have to travel during a pandemic to another city to get the driver's license that should have been mailed here, or you have to go onto the website, update, uh, you know, redo your address thing, redo this. You have to wait a week, re-log into the website, make sure that your address changed, and then mm. renew your license again. Again. Oh, Jesus. I don't know how anybody could look at the federal government or look at this system and go, I wish they were in charge of more things. <laughs> how? Why? No. Stop. Stop. I mean. And it kills me with, like, I don't know. I, I could rant about the federal government forever. I hate, you know, one thing I hate about the federal government while we're on the mm. subject here? Mm. Taxes. Mm. Tell me. Taxes. Okay. Are you, question, question. Are you a Taxes. taxation is theft person? Yes. You That is you? Definitely. Interesting. If you don't pay your taxes, what will happen? Well, I mean, you, you go to jail. You go to you jail. You get in trouble and then you eventually go you to jail. You go to jail right. and then you live in the, in a prison that's paid for by taxes that's interesting. Taxation taxation without representation, like we had a whole big thing about this. Taxation okay. without representation is theft. I don't but we know do have representation now. Right, we do have representation now, but where are your tax dollars? Where 
who's representing your tax dollars? I mean, technically, your representatives in Congress, state right. and local government. So I, I leave Diane Feinstein. Correct. I have to trust Diane Feinstein with my money that the government mm-hmm. takes at gunpoint from me mm-hmm. and trust her to spend it on things that matter to me. I mean, that's the system. Sounds like a perfect system. I don't know what could possibly go wrong. I mean, taxation I have, is absolutely theft. I have issues with the system, but I do not believe that taxation is theft. And I, I do not believe. So we, we fought a war, right, over taxation without representation. Yeah, and we then did. we, the Americans and the founding fathers, built a system wherein we have the representation to justify the taxation. And that's yes. the system we live in. So that I system don't sucks. I okay we can totally agree on the system and how yeah. well or well you know how it does not work very well mm-hmm. but I don't believe that it's theft um and we do technically have representation it may not be very good representation but we do have it that is hashtag technically the truth yes <laughs> hashtag I am the fact checker technically the truth we do have representation we do Here's my problem with taxation and why I think it's theft is I pay 40% of my money to the federal government for 0%. Okay. That is an excessive amount of taxes to pay the federal government knowing that Mm -hmm. year upon year you're incrementally slightly paying a little bit more. And if you make more money, then you're, you you're, pay paying, you're paying even more. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it gets to a point where we just need a new tax code because it doesn't oh, I work. I agree with that. Does I not do work. agree with that. Yeah. We need a new tax code. It doesn't work. There's no reason why me and my meager income, which, look, I'm not rolling in money here. I drive a Toyota, okay? Mm-hmm. Why me and my meager income have to pay 40% and, and, a, and a billionaire pays their equivalent of that, which is not a fair equivalent of that. I agree I'm with paying you. my fair share of taxes. Everybody should be paying their fair share of taxes, or we need to scrap the whole thing and start over so that we're not gouging low and middle income people and bailing out rich billionaires. 100% agree on that. Rob has Absolutely. no representation. The system is beyond broken. I mean, it is, is it is screwed up. And I think I agree with you that people that, you know, who are like middle class ish or, low, you know, um, lower socioeconomic status should not be paying, you know, what equates to like more, you know what I mean, than the top people do. Like, I don't think that that's fair. Right. I don't right. think you should pay 40 percent when you make, you know, not uh, millions uh, a of microscopic dollars. spec compared to what Jeff Bezos Jeff Bezos made this month. Jeff right. Bezos made more this month than I'll ever see in my life. Right. And I'm being the good American citizen and I'm paying my taxes even though mm-hmm. the fruits of my taxes I do not I do not see them. I've told you about my tax idea, right? I really want to sell this to the federal I don't government. Know. I'm not sure if you've told me. What Here's is how it? Tell I me would it. be okay with paying taxes. Okay. Here's how I Hit would me. be okay with paying taxes. The federal government knows how much you owe. Stop making us figure it out. Yeah, that's true. That only <laughs> exists. That only exists so companies like TurboTax can make money. Mm-hmm, TurboTax, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about anybody that works for or at TurboTax. That company can go away because it's an unnecessary step. 
And if, oh, if you don't get it right, then you'll be punished. But we already know how much, but we're not going right. to tell you. You need to Figure guess. It out and if you own. get it wrong, you go to jail. Hey, that's, yeah, I agree. that's some of the I stupidest agree. shit some, ever. So you should have, up. imagine like, I know it's going to be hard because it's the government, but imagine like a streamlined, slick government website. Mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is completely out of the realm of possibility already. Oh, of course, already. If you've ever visited a government website, it's no. ridiculous. Imagine this government website. You log in with your credentials or whatever. You have mm-hmm. your real ID. It scans it. Mm-hmm. This is your account, mm-hmm. and it shows mm-hmm. Danielle Jones. Mm-hmm. Number right underneath it. Here's all the taxes you owe, mm-hmm. right? Pick a bucket where you want your tax dollars to be spent. So there's a big one that says like, military right and there's Mm -hmm. a big one that says health care and there's a big Mm -hmm. one that says homelessness yeah Mm -hmm. education right you can go i want all my money to go to health care and if everybody oh health care bucket's full Mm -hmm. we funded it it's been funded of our own volition that i get to decide where my tax dollars go interesting Okay. I think that would completely change. I think that would completely change everything in the United States. I mean, everything politically and financially, monetarily. If we got to decide where our tax dollars went, like if locally I could go, all my tax dollars are going to road construction and that's it because I'm mm. sick of potholes. Someone right. else goes, oh, the road construction bucket's full. My tax dollars are going to go to this or I want my tax dollars to go to this. And if everything's full, you get some money back. You keep it. <laughs> you keep it. Once everything's full, they, you know, they whatever, level set, even it out. Hey, you get all, you get some bunch of money back. We funded everything we needed to. Now you get some money back. I think that's a very interesting process. Mm-hmm. It's intriguing. Mm-hmm. It's intriguing. Mm-hmm. They, I do think there would need to be a fallback for, there would need to be a way, because it is entirely possible under that system that the general public, you know, a whole bunch of people decide, I'm not going to give my money to education. Right. Well, education still needs money because right. like, we have to you know, make the future generations not sure, dumb. Sure. So there does need to be some way of like potentially yeah. overriding or maybe if it's not enough, the person in charge triggers a special session and they sure, come in and they sure. plead their case on national television. Here's and then maybe they, take an, maybe they take another vote or something. There needs to be like a... Um, uh, what do you call it? Like an appeal process to that in certain, you know, cases. Cause yes. like not everybody's gonna, you know, I don't have kids. What if I don't give a fuck about education? You sure. know what I mean? Like and I you should, you, spend your you all should, there. but if not, but if like everybody feels that way, I then think everything gets no money. I think everything important would get funded. I think everything that matters would get funded and maybe some other things might not like, are, you know, whatever. There, I'm sure there's things that people just, I don't know, maybe they're not. Maybe there's things that everything would be funded. I think that everything, I think every good thing would get funded. I think the first thing that people would do if they could spend their own tax dollars, where would you go? I'd go right to like homeless people, probably uh, healthcare, things that matter. Education, sure. Right? Yep. Of course, I mean, there's the, a lot. Know, and I want the military is going to get funded, right? Oh, see, I Things would not pick that bucket. Funded. I'm right. not picking that bucket. Some people probably wouldn't pick that bucket. I'll throw the military some money. Why not? But I mean, they spend a lot of money, too. 
It's not a taxing issue. It's a spending issue. I mean, I agree with that sentiment. If the federal government was your employee, you would fire them for spending the money the way that they do. Oh, yeah. It's insanity. H&R Block, too. Yeah, exactly, John Micker. Uh, Dyer Thing says, if you are paying the full amount that the government would default charge you, then you need a much better tax person. Look, here's the thing, Dyer Thing. Um, the federal government is very well aware of what I do um, and... For a brief glorious period, there was a time when influencers could write off anything. I could write off mm -hmm. anything I want because if I put it on YouTube, that was a business expense. Right. Anything I wanted, I could write it off. No, nah, you don't get away with that anymore. The federal government went, well, do you need those socks for your content? Right, right. Do you need this actually for your content? So I have a great tax guy and he does the best he can, but... Uh, Federal yeah, government doesn't let you get away with much anymore. Exactly. And when you are self-employed, which is primarily what Nick is, you yep. do pay, like I do freelance graphic design work. We pay 40% on that because Way we more. don't have an employer who, you know, kicks in for social security and Medicare and they, you have to pay it yourself when you're self-employed. Yeah. So I also have a full-time job from an employer. And from that job, I wind up paying somewhere around 20 to 22%, which feels yeah. nicer than 40. But mm -hmm. on my freelance income, because I am self-employed, I have to pay 40. So that's why it's, you know, different. Yeah. Anybody who wants a quick tax lesson. A quick tax lesson from two people who are not economists. Just want to no. point that out as well. Or accountants either. Or accountants, yeah. Or accountants. Or even past high school math. I mean, okay. well, really, I that's where... Okay, I'm, I am uh, I didn't. Andy Jones says, you should live like us in the UK. It comes out automatically every month unless you are self-employed, and then you pay it like how you guys do. Yeah, comes out every month. Right, right. If you have an employer... Well, see, that's the problem it comes out of us every every paycheck twice a month yeah. and we pay more after too we and got we pay more after double screwed uh pat what'd you have to say pat i'm sorry i missed your chat nope i missed it oh there he is pat uh we have lots of american companies here in ireland the tax of their employees is taken at source it's gone before you get your paycheck yeah i mean that's the way I think I remember that's the way it worked most everywhere. Uh, when I got my paychecks from Starbucks, it's the first thing I looked at. How much did well, yeah, the federal the, government take? Oh, that's a right. lot. When you have an employer, they do take it out before you get yeah. your check. But the problem is, <laughs> the problem is that between the federal government, your employer, and some paperwork that mm. you do, nobody can exactly figure out how much you're actually supposed to pay. Because I'm going to go on a soapbox for a minute. Okay, are you ready? Because I've had problems with this. Even though I have to report everything about my situation to my federal government. Mm -hmm. For example, I am married. My husband also has a job. He pays taxes. We do not you know, own a house, but we do own a car. Mm -hmm. All of this stuff is in the government's, you know, they know it. They, I have to register my car. I have to, they know I don't own a house because this and this and this. But even with all of that, the government still, between them, my employer and God, cannot figure out how much money I am supposed <laughs> to pay, actually. So what gets taken out of my paycheck doesn't necessarily cover what right. I actually it's like owe. A, it's like a because guess. It's, magic math yes and so my husband and i one year were hit with a particularly large tax bill one april because oh by the way 
no one can figure out that you're married and so your income is combined and your uh, employer and they did so mm, we had yeah fucking dumb it's okay? really dumb okay it's really dumb and it's really okay i you want to keep talking about taxes that's fine uh the speed at which the u.s population would defund things that lower income people rely on would be astonishing uh um, that's what i worry that's what yeah, i worry about but here's the thing I'm not really worried about that. The as long as the taxpayer decides where the money is going, good things, helpful things will get funded. Helpful things will get funded. I personally like. I'm not a it's very big, optimistic of you. I maybe maybe it's too optimistic. You know, and, and that just comes from uh, you know, whatever. I'm just an optimistic person, I guess. I think the good. I think the helpful things will get funded first. And I personally, and this is why I say I'm a bad libertarian, is if you are a person and you you got injured and now you can't work and you have no income, I'm okay mm-hmm. with some of my tax dollars going to help you. Mm-hmm. Like, help help this person. This is, mm-hmm. this, this is fucking America. This is criminal that this, this person's, you know, out of a job, homeless, whatever, they're going to lose their house. Please help that person. I would like to mm-hmm. help that person. Mm-hmm. Let's help that person. So me personally... I would fund all of those. Mm-hmm. That's where all of my tax money would go. Personally, I mm-hmm. would rather help the guy on the street than buy another missile. Me personally. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the, maybe that's too optimistic. I don't, I I don't think, think there's enough funded, of you. Though. I think the good I don't things think would get funded. I think there's a lot more assholes than you realize. That's what I think. Right. I think uh, there's not right. enough nice people like you. No, I'm not even saying that. Like that, I'm such a nice person that I would fund that stuff. But I'm saying that there are people who are like, there are a lot of people who are like, does that affect me? No, I do not give a fuck. Right, right. But it, that's yeah, the problem. It's right, and it doesn't really affect me, other than it affects me as a citizen of America. That it affects me that way. It affects me in the way that when someone from Canada or Sweden or something flies into LAX and they're like, whoa, I'm in America. And the first thing that they see when they leave the airport is a homeless camp. That affects me. It doesn't affect me directly, but it affects me. I want to be proud of our country. I want people to look at America and go, whoa, look, they have like almost no homeless people now. Look at that. Those Americans, they really did it. I want to believe that people would do the, would do the best thing for us would do the right thing. But then again, look, I don't know. You're right. There's, you know, maybe, maybe nobody wants to help the homeless. I don't know. I just think not enough people. There's too many people who are like, well, it's their own fault that they're there. So why should I have to pay for them? Uh, I've argued with these people on Twitter. So they exist and there's kind of a lot of them. Uh, but what is nobody will not pay for the police or something? They need money too, but your system I like better than now. Yeah, I love this system. I like getting to decide where my tax dollars go. I mean, That's I just don't up, you know. disagree with it. Or maybe okay. there's like a minimum and then above that you get sure, to decide. Sure, sure, yeah, sure. I could see I that. I feel like your plan could I be could massaged into a great plan. It really could. I think it could too. And I, I think, think people would get more on board the more you kind of massage this. And, you know, people go, oh, okay. Because then we don't have to worry about trying to get in touch oh, with our congresswoman. Okay. Right. we just decide. Right. They're superfluous now. 
We get to decide. Power to the people. Uh, Peridot Vapes, I saw you there. I uh, am sure their argument is based on the fact that menthol uh, induces cutaneous visido visodilation, equivalating more nicotine intake, hence more smoking. Oh, I, I don't I don't know about that. I, I uh, high school biology maximum here. So I don't know that menthol induces cutaneous vasolidation. It could be. I don't I, like this is something worth exploring for sure. Let's see. Let's Google. I mean, maybe not right now. But I'll try to go down the rabbit hole, Peridot Vapes. I definitely will. That's a really interesting. I had never heard that before, that menthol increases the effects of nicotine. So like, if it increases the effects of nicotine, more, someone would smoke less, though. Uh, because then true. you're getting more nicotine. And we all know that nicotine users self-titrate. Right. So well, they I mean, wouldn't smoke more. Mm, they would probably smoke less if uh, menthol yeah. made the cigarette yeah. more efficient. Mm, mm. I, I don't know anything about the science, he said, but that makes not super sense that to me. That doesn't make super sense, but it's it's certainly something that worth looking into. Um, Sexy King Phil says, sorry I'm late. Call of Duty called me. That's fine. Look, oh, I'd probably rather you, be playing you answer Call of that. Duty. You know. Right? <laughs> answer that call. Shane says, uh, we're still doing Salt Nick, or did I miss that? Thursday, Shane. Thursday for Salt Nick, for sure, bro. Uh, Sexy King Phil says, if the government is trying to ban menthol, then shouldn't cigarettes in general be banned? If they ban menthol e-liquid, I'll be super pissed. Yes. I mean, if they're banning menthol cigarettes, cigarettes in general should be on the table as well. It's goofy to think otherwise. It, it doesn't make... It what doesn't they're doing doesn't sense. make Sorry, any sense. I don't mean sense. to say it's goofy if you think otherwise. I just... Like I said, it's going to be hard to get me on the other side of this topic. I, I, I like I like being challenged and I like hearing, you know, uh, arguments and discussions around it. Right. It's hard. But it's we hard haven't heard me. a good one. To I the haven't contrary. heard a good one yet. That's, it's hard for me to at. be on the other side of it. Uh, yeah. Um, and then, uh, well, yeah, Jake Scrapwood. I'm just going to go hide in my hole. Call me when things get better. Jake Scrapwood. I love you, bro. Things are getting better. Things are getting better. We've talked about this before. Tides are changing, man. Tides are changing. And when I first heard about this menthol ban, I thought, oh, this is going to kick it off. This menthol ban is kicking off vaping, the harm reduction argument, the menthol argument, the smoking argument. It's bringing all of this to the surface, uh, I think, in a really big way. My prediction for f like five years from now is that there will not be a menthol ban in place and that vaping might even be a little bit more accepted in five years we I might really have that that's we true. might might have some pmtas in the united states we might have some pmtas in the united states okay you guys so look crazy day crazy topics uh wherever you land just remember uh i don't know i don't know what to remember just try to you know, try to see as many sides of things as you can. And that's really what I've been doing with this menthol ban is I'm trying to look at all sides of this and I'm trying to take in information from from all sides of the argument. Uh, and, you know, sometimes I'll agree and think, yeah, menthol, like speaking personally, I smoked menthol because they were minty. 
I started smoking menthol. I started smoking because of, not because of menthol, but when I started smoking, I instantly gravitated toward menthol. And I kind of think that apart from loving smoking, it was probably menthol that kept me smoking maybe a little bit longer than I should have. But I don't do not think it should be banned. I do not See, think it should be banned. I loved menthol, but started on non-menthol. Yeah. And preferred menthol when I discovered that it existed because yeah. I, I didn't know, you know, nobody gave me a catalog when yeah. I was trying to, well, you know, illicitly get cigarettes as an underage teen. They were just what? like, here's what you get. <laughs> I bought these. So you can have one. Yeah, that's and see, I remember I remember before 2009 when there were flavored cigarettes on the market. There there they weren't a ton of flavored cigarettes. Camel had a few brands that were like one of them was like a tiki tropical cigarette that I really, really liked. See, I know ne- I have zero memory. One of them was like a citrus. It was like a citrus orange cigarette that I really, really liked. Really? Yeah. They were huh. expensive. They were much more expensive than regular mm. cigarettes. And so it was one of those like I only bought them really on a special occasion. Like if I'm going to Vegas or something, I'm gonna have my tiki tropical cigarettes. Or my stingers that are like bourbon flavored cigarettes. And so I smoked a fuck ton of those cigarettes and they were more expensive, but they were flavored and they were honestly pretty delicious. And I never so, had a flavored cigarette. Yeah, you should. You can now. You should look, try you it. Get, look, you could get flavor beads. You could have, I don't know, there's all sorts of passion fruit guava flavors in there. You have cigarettes all over the place. So uh, look, I'm going to try to put some links down in the description and uh, and that's it. And that's where we're going to leave this. We've been going we run for out of time for Star Wars. Wars. How no do we Star already Wars? go for two hours? <sighs> Let, no, Did we have we, to talk about Star Wars. We have right? to, right? Like, we, we can't leave without that. It's May the 4th. I have a BB 8. Yeah, you do have a BB 8. All right. Let's have a look. Timestamps, market dude. Uh, at one hour and 58 minutes, that is when TBN ended. And. Right. Now we're just going to shoot the shit about Star Wars. Now we're just going to shoot the shit and talk about Star Wars because it's Mother Trucking National Star Wars Day. May the 4th. Yes. May the 4th be with you. You remember the first time you heard May the 4th be with you? How great that was? And it was kind of recently, actually. I didn't know that this was a thing. Dude. Till like sometime Ah. in my adult life. I was not. I was not hip to it. I didn't know. Yeah. Star Wars. uh, National Star Wars Day. I remember... uh, I got tattooed. This all came together on National Star Wars Day on May the 4th, 2014, when I was at a tattoo convention, considering getting tattooed. When you're at a convention, you're just like, oh, maybe I should get tattooed. Maybe uh, maybe I should get tattooed. I could see one uh, American traditional artist from uh, Idaho, Boise, Idaho, Nate Lowerman. He had some free time on a day. And I was like, I think I want to get a stormtrooper. And he's like, tomorrow's National Star Wars Day. And I was like, holy shit. I'm going to get a stormtrooper tattooed on my throat on National Star Wars Day and it's the it was my it was like my favorite Star Wars day. It was really fun. Yeah, you know, otherwise dope. it's not much to do on this day. You just kind of geek out. You talk to other Star Wars fans, you maybe watch one of the movies or something, you know, one or two uh-huh. of the movies. Uh-huh. If you could if I'm not going to be able to actually watch any Star Wars today. I'm I'm realizing. I'm probably not going to be able to either. Damn. But we're going to talk about it. We're still good nerds. If okay? I if I could watch a if you could watch one Star Wars movie today, which Star Wars movie would it be? 
do you go like original trilogy because of the you know the classics would you watch i mean shit i might watch rogue one if i'm being honest i love rogue one. i love rogue one it's so good i might watch rogue one i might just watch empire strikes back okay it would definitely be a newer one for me okay um possibly rogue one which yeah, is rogue like one. one of my faves it's a but i also actually like um the last movie that came out no you don't i do the rise of skywalker i i do like oh it. i love that we disagree on this i like i'm so spectacular i'm sorry i'm sorry i liked it <laughs> uh Sexy King Phil says, uh, never really cared for Star Wars, just my opinion, but hey, Nick and Danielle, shoot the poop. That's right. Here's the thing, We're Sexy gonna do King it. Phil. You don't have to like Star Wars. That's one of those things like I don't force Star Wars on anybody. You know, there's so many Star Wars fans. It's like. We don't need to recruit. I don't need to recruit people. Our if numbers are fine. Yeah, we're doing great with Star Wars. So if, if you don't like Star Wars, then, you know, that's fine. Do you like Star Trek? Yeah. Any like, sci-fi, Sexy King Phil? Like any sci-fi, sci-fi at all? Uh, the Bad Batch, or I can't wait for The Bad Batch. I think, okay, so wait, we have to back up and talk about The Rise of Skywalker real quick. Oh, okay. Sorry. So the, the Rise of Skywalker is probably my least favorite Star Wars movie. Of I, all of them? Out of all of them. Including the prequels? Yes. I would rather watch, epi- I would rather watch Attack of the Clones twice i would rather be forced to learn all of the dialogue from attack of the clones and recite it on stage in front of a million people in a one-man show than watch the rise of skywalker again wow it's really i really dislike it to a to a grand scale to a, I to a grand feel different scale. about you as a person i know a right little bit now. right see but that's i about- hate the prequels yeah, and i yeah. literally Most cannot hate anything star wars more than i hate the prequels the acting is so bad real bad that I... the dialogue is bad the story All is not great look i no. don't love the prequels but i'm saying i would <sighs> rather be forced to learn the dialogue from attack of the clones and perform a one-man show in front of one million people nude oh my God, you I mean, really you hated piling that movie. On. Nude, while people are throwing razor blades at me, and I don't know, then watch The Rise of Skywalker again. I watched it, uh, I saw it twice in the theater. I went and saw it once in the theater. Okay. And my first viewing in the theater, I was kind of like, okay, okay, that was a big movie, and it was you Star Warsy, and I don't really like what was that? Well, okay, 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 yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I kept thinking about it, kept thinking about it, went and saw it again the next night. Mm-hmm. Didn't enjoy it as much. Started mm-hmm. thinking, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh that. What oh, didn't yeah, you like? Part. Oh yeah, that part. Oh yeah, that. What? Part. What didn't you like? What? Just and I'm not saying this to be like condescending or demeaning to you okay. in any way. Okay. What okay. is the storyline of the Rise of Skywalker? Oh man, I mean, like it's the the finishing out of sure, basically right. But what's the story? The arc, right? What's the story? What well, story I also haven't were we watched told it in a minute? What story were we told? 
we were definitely told the story of Ray. Were we? Yeah. Did we get new information about Ray? We did. We found out who her family was. Right. That she was a Palpatine. Right. That she was the... And that wasn't weird for you that Palpatine was suddenly back with no explanation and I mean, that Ray yes, was that his was, granddaughter? That was, that was... I was hoping for something different. I will give you that. I was hoping for something different. But, I mean, okay. That's where they decided to go with it. Him actually coming back was a little bizarre. I would have... Probably liked it if he didn't come back, but we just found out that's who she was. Like that could have that could have worked, but I mean that's so we found out Ray's and you're whole, cool with that. Like you're you're like Ray is the granddaughter of Emperor Palpatine, and I like this. This is a, I'm this is an acceptable story to me. It's an acceptable. I wouldn't say I like. <laughs> no, I'm not it. trying to rag on. I'm not trying. I to was just say it's, it's what they chose to do. I really appreciated. Um, now I, I'm having brain farts because I'm nervous under pressure. And so I can't I'm making you remember. Defend your thing I know, right? I know. So I'm getting nervous. And so, Look um, at me. I'm fucking gatekeeping Star Wars. I'm not gatekeeping Kylo Star Ren, Wars. Kylo Ren's yes. arc, character arc, yeah. I loved. I very much appreciated how he changed as a character. And that his like love for Rey really transformed him as a person mm -hmm. also his parents helped i really appreciated that character arc yes. it meant a lot to me their relationship throughout the whole you know episodic you know situation i wish they didn't kiss that fucking ruined it all um, oh that just I ruined it that i mean i could have eh, i'm ben, neutral on that kiss ben, don't kiss see mm -hmm. ben in the sequel trilogy ben solo is the only compelling character to me. I mean, I, I like him. A lot. I don't I care for him. anybody else. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't care for Finn. That character was mm -hmm. wasted. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. care about Poe. He was supposed to be wise cracking. Don't care about Poe. Don't really care about Ray. But I get the appeal, and I'm and I and I enjoy. You know, some people really had this vendetta against Ray, and oh, like, no. I, I think it's ridiculous. She was a little bit overpowered and didn't train or. Whatever. There was some f flaws with she's Ray's character. Right. She's a Palpatine. Whatever that means. I agree with you on Finn. I could have done without him completely. I kind of liked everybody else. I ben, was into everybody I think else. Ben Solo was like Ben Solo oh, was yeah. the yeah, character yeah, yeah, yeah. that kept yeah. me watching the sequel trilogy. Like, Agreed. I liked Agreed. Kylo Ren. I like Ben. Mm -hmm. I think he's a really compelling character. I think he's I very deep character. Yes. He has a, a really rich story, and it kind of mm -hmm. was centric around him. And it upsets yeah. me that the first two movies in the trilogy were sort of centric around Ben Solo and his relationship with Vader and mm -hmm. the Force and pulling mm -hmm. to the light side and mm -hmm. this friend that he found in Ray, like someone mm -hmm. who treated him well and someone who's, you know, people didn't treat him well. So he's found this thing. And it was mm -hmm. like building to this really cool thing. And then in The Rise of Skywalker, Ben's character reverts completely back to the dark side and then just turns good and then dies. They took his character and were like, wow, look at this great character we made <laughs> and just spit on it and like dumped him on the ground. Ben I Solo just, deserved I better. I disagree a little bit with that. I, I followed it. I thought it made sense to me. Like basically what wound up happening is that he, like, like you said, he, you know, dark side, la la la. Right. But then he found Ray Right. And his like draw 
to her, this attraction, this magnetic, it's more than attraction, a romance. It's like, it's like they were like weird soulmates or something. They were like a dyad in pull. the forest. Don't you remember right, exactly. a dyad? I don't know the heart. That's because that's stuff. not a thing. He made it up for that movie. Oh, all right. Well, to <laughs> me, it felt like they had this like irrefutable they connection. Did. Absolutely. And when Ray wouldn't come to the dark side with him, well, a, he got real angry about it first, yeah. and he, as sometimes the men do, no offense to the men, but you do it sometimes. I mean... It's bullshit. I'm just saying. I don't have a temper! I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he threw a temper tantrum first, got real crazy mm-hmm. about it, mm-hmm. you know, because... Because sometimes the men, you know, when they can't have the thing, they get mad and then they, they pretend they don't tantrum, want the right? thing. They temper tantrum and they pretend they don't want it, but they really still do. So then he comes to this realization that, like, she's not going to turn. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. So he has to pick. And with help and motivation from other some family stuff, he he picks ultimately. Yeah, and he, he chooses picks. her because his draw yeah, to her see, is that's... stronger than to the dark side. I agree with you, Milton. I think the kiss was really strange. It felt awkward. Like you're watching a brother and sister kiss. It was just weird. It was. It just I think felt that's because weird. all of us kept thinking felt that weird. she was a, a, a related to him somehow. Like yeah, we kept like, thinking the whole yeah. movie that she was going to be a secret, you know, just Leia child. Kiss. That and listen, I'm not going to just sit here and pick apart the rise of Skywalker. I, I appreciate that. I don't like that movie because I don't think there's a story to it. I think it's an adventure quest of like finding little gadgets and stuff. That's true. And that's, that's it. True. It's two hours of gadget finding. It's like, no, we got to find this knife. So let's all go on an adventure and find the knife. Mm-hmm. Turns out mm-hmm. you didn't need the knife because the directions were in this other droid the whole time. So it's mm-hmm. like an hour of this movie was wasted finding things that they didn't need to find. I mean, they sort a, of, that's they what sort bothers of needed me. them. They the didn't need the thing, No, they didn't the need wave? that. It the, the the directions were in the droid the whole time. They didn't need the oh, wayfinders. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So they went spent okay, all this time okay. trying to find wayfinders that they didn't need. Mm-hmm. They spent all this time trying to find a knife that they didn't need. Right. I mean, here's other sure. things that upset me: the chewy, <laughs> the chewy fake out death. Fuck you. That was stupid. Oh, that was rough. That was that stupid. Was chewy was fake out death for, and then one second later, you see that Chewie's alive. Thanks, J.J. I mean, Abrams. Was, you know. It wasn't. I was like, there's no way Chewie's dead. Oh, I was like, they killed him. No, they they couldn't. They it. wouldn't possibly. I fell for it. You fell? Okay. See, oh, maybe that's, I, I didn't it. fall for that. And I was like, he didn't die. And I go, oh, yeah, there he is. He didn't die. Well, that, if you didn't fall for it, then it would suck. The fake, the fake Chewie fake out death. I fell for it. So upsetting. That and the other part. And I promise I'll stop ragging on the Rise of Skywalker because I want to talk about Star Wars that I actually really, really like. Okay. The part, yeah, Super Chats. That's right, Graham. I'll get there in the Super Chats here. Um, the other part I didn't like at all was what the hell did they do to General Hux's character? Uh. I liked, that again? I liked General Hux, the redheaded guy. The ginger. Okay, 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 okay. Who was, uh, uh-huh. when, at the beginning of The Rise of Skywalker, they kept oh, talking yeah, about, that like... that didn't make any oh, sense to me. there's I a mean, spy inside the First Order, and, and we're going to go find out who it is. And then the way they reveal it is he just goes, I'm the spy. Yeah, I was like, like oh. 
I'll, that's I'll give you that. That's a weak ass storytelling, I'll give you that. That is some weak, weak I will give you that. Weak storytelling. If you haven't seen these movies by now, I mean, this is your own fault. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, spoilers. <laughs> There's like a three-month, you know, six-month moratorium on this. And then after that, you, you're you on your own. No spoiler warnings. <laughs> that's that's the Danielle rule, okay? If it's been more than six months. Oh, yeah. Nah. That's a, yeah, that's like an internet rule, too. Uh, yeah, Graham yeah. says, uh, I bumped into Chewy, and he said, roughly translated from wookie to english give nick five bucks damn it chewy coming through in a pinch coming through in a pinch and yoda i mean okay so we've established that rise of skywalker is not my favorite star wars movie (laughs) what do it what's your what's your favorite what's your favorite star wars movie someone says what's your favorite star wars movie you just no questions asked you go oh it's Oh, it's see, I have a hard time with that. I, I like different ones for different reasons. Sure. 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 I get that. You don't have one favorite. That's like your one favorite. Okay. If you had, if you put a gun to my head, I'm not the federal government. I'm not going to do that. Okay. If you, if you did though, I would probably say rogue one. Oh really? Rogue one. Yeah. Damn. Rogue one is damn good. Oh. Just damn, damn good. Damn hell ass good. Really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what's great about Rogue One is it kind of told us a story that we already kind of knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But but it gave it a it whole backstory really that was very and like rich. Really rich. And like, even though I'm thinking, I know how this movie's going to end, it was still like tense. Mm-hmm. Like there was tension and excitement. Oh. And I'm like, I know yeah. they're going to steal the plans, but what if they don't steal the plans? <laughs> I cried at right? the end, okay? Like, <laughs> it was emotional. I really love that movie. I really I love, love that one, too. Every character in it. I can't, mm-hmm. there's not a one that I didn't like. I like them. Like I like them all. It was emotional. It was. Plus, you know, you get you get some gratuitous Vader action, which you can't. Oh, yeah. So much, so much hot Vader action. Oh, it was! I was Just like Ooh, slaying dun, dun, rebels. Dun, dun, awesome. Dun, 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 dun. And they go, <laughs> you're like, hey, Darth. I was like, hey. Sup, Darth? What's up, Hayden Christensen? And then you get oh, to no. you know, like they no, go no. to Mustafar no, no. and you see the whole thing. It's really cool. I've I grown. Uh, if I had to say what my favorite Star Wars movie is. It's late. So for my whole life, like Empire Strikes Back has always been my favorite Star Wars movie. I just like it. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. Recently, uh, I would say this is a recent development. I think Return of the Jedi is cementing itself as like my favorite Star Wars movie. Okay. All right. I just think it's such a great wrap up to the trilogy. When I was a kid, it was like, that's the one that I got to see in the theater. Like I was too mm. old for the other ones, but I was just like, I got to see Return of the Jedi when I was like eight in the theater. Mm-hmm. And so that experience really like, you know, Return of the Jedi. And honestly, everybody's in their prime in this movie. Luke Skywalker in his prime. Vader, mm-hmm. he's just shiny and evil mm. and primey. <laughs> and you get to see the Emperor and he's just so fucking evil. And he shoots mm-hmm. electricity. And you're like, oh my, you know, Jedi is like, it's Jedi. I don't know. I just mm-hmm. really love Return of the Jedi. I think it's my favorite. I think it's my favorite, which I realize isn't a popular opinion. I mean, so here's, 
I come at this a little bit differently in my defense because I didn't see the original trilogy until I was an adult. Okay. I didn't like grow up with it the way that everybody else did. So I have, you know, that's why when I pick my all time favorite, it's one of the newer ones. Like I, that's fine. I, everybody's going to call me a bad nerd. I get it. It's I'm fine. I'm not going to judge you unless you said rise of Skywalker was your favorite. No, I'm just no, kidding. Rogue no, I wouldn't even judge favorite. you then. Rogue one is my favorite, but I have a different relationship with them. Cause I don't have the nostalgia that a lot of other people do with them. Yeah, yeah. Cause I did, that wasn't like, I didn't, you know, that's not when I saw them. I saw them as an adult. Yeah. And so, you know, as an adult, also a, a particular type of adult who loves sci-fi, but gets is a little picky about movies made in the eighties and before they have right. sort of an air to them that I'm just like, awesome. I, I like that. I, 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 I like that. Uh, it feels very, I don't know, like cinematic to me. Like I love watching old, like especially anything from the seventies. I uh, love the seventies, man. Like, the original Christopher Reeve with Superman, uh, Superman Christopher Reeve, I love it. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. I can't. I'm I'm like 90s and forward for the most part. Really? That's yeah. really interesting. I feel like movies got really good in the 90s. That is my outlook on life, and we don't need to agree on that. I yeah. don't feel like I don't need to convert you. That's just how I feel. Sure, sure. And well, so I, 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 I don't tend to like a lot before that. And okay. so Star Wars kind of has that. You know, I I give it a pass because i do like it so much sure sure but it does have that like do you ever just little... i mean do you ever just i mean do you, can you look at old movies and go is there an appreciation or you just go no i don't want to watch it i don't care like my not, husband like, will my husband can convince me to watch an older movie but he has to like make a powerpoint presentation okay really? he's like you're gonna love it because of this and it's got this person that you <laughs> oh, like and the plot and Holy he has to shit. like oh no because we have this game that we play you guys if you're married or with a, a significant other this is a great game we trade movies right so we've sometimes there's a dry spell of content that you're both into that's new right you don't have anything so I get to pick a movie that he probably doesn't want to watch. And then when we're done, it's his turn and he gets to pick one that I probably don't want to watch. Right. And oh, so yeah. we, we yep. trade, yep. we trade. And so we're currently right now, it's my turn and I have to find something because he already has like, he, I think he wants me to watch like final countdown or something. I can't remember. Like he always picks older movies and I'm like, <sighs> but he'll like, it's cause you know, movies are good. Jones, they're so good. I mean, I mean, you need to tell me that you don't like not even like Ghostbusters. Oh my god, like that my was like 1983, loves, 1984. My husband loves them. I can't stand them. Really, Ghostbusters? You can't not watch. My, oh man, it's Ghostbusters too goofy. is legendary. It's too goofy. Okay, I, I mean, it like is pretty it goofy. I don't like goofy. I you don't, don't like goofy. I'm, I have a very particular type of comedy that I like, and it it's like. Do you know who Aaron Sorkin is? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Or I like sure. Avengers or like Marvel, yeah. but I don't like full tilt camp, ridiculous, would never actually happen. This is just a joke. <laughs> I don't, I can't do it. I I can't, I can't do it. I don't uh, like okay. it. Well, look, I get that. Also, there's just some really good old movies that I think are just really good. It's like, uh, you know, uh, Apocalypse Now and like Citizen Kane and like these, like, Didn't see it. 
monumental Hollywood films that were, you know, a, a big deal. There's, there's really good movies. I think you're, I, mean, I think I you're like, robbing I like yourself Club. of, uh, of like entertainment. Oh yeah, Breakfast Club's Breakfast great. Club. I got down with that. Yeah, Breakfast um, Club's great. I'm sure if I had my, I don't know, name other popular, because there's some exceptions, right? Uh, There's a few, there's a few exceptions that I will grant. I don't know. I can't think, I'm drawing a complete blank in my mind. Dope 80s movies, chat, go. Dope 80s movies, go. Okay, so like the John Hughes stuff, like Breakfast Club, did you ever watch like 16 Candles? I did watch 16 Candles. Okay. Are there more? Yeah, there's yeah, he did a John Hughes did a few ones. Like uh what else did he do? Uncle Buck. He did no. uh Home Alone. You can't tell me you okay, don't like Home Alone. I saw those. I'm not gonna rewatch them, but I did see them. Really? See, I watch Home Alone like every Christmas. It's like one of my favorite no. Christmas movies. I mean, I grew up with him as a kid, so like I get it, but right, right. Nah. not as a grown up. Not, no. not as a grown up. No. Oh no. See, I think like, I feel like Danielle's going on sixty three years old right here. I mean, I, I, I will agree Just with you. Just give me a butterscotch a candy person. and put me in front of my stories, you know. I mean, a little bit, a little bit. So wait, what? Okay, Dead Poets Society, I like. Okay, I'm looking at chat now. They're giving oh, us. Oh, yeah, Dead Event, Ho- Event Horizon, hell yeah, but wasn't that 90s? That, is, was, that was 90s, yeah. Event Horizon okay, rules. Oh, Breakfast rules. Club. Oh, did you ever watch Blade Runner? Oh, That's the sci-fi. Original? That's a Harrison Ford sci-fi dystopian future kind of thing. I don't think I ever saw the original, mm, but I did good. see the remake. It's pretty. Oh, the re- yeah, the remake's pretty good. Pretty in Pink. That was another one. Oh yeah, I saw that one. Pretty in Pink. One. Okay. Mm-hmm. Goonies. No. Mm-mm. Goonies. Nah. Goonies. Nope. Bill nope. and Ted. Nope. Any of the Jurassic Park movies? Yes, all the Jurassic Park movies. Okay, Back to the Future. Okay, I have seen them all because my husband loves them, but it's yeah, not. They're my great. Game. I need to hang out not with. I need to hang out with Josh a lot. You, more. you guys like all Definitely. the same things. Yeah. You want to no. watch Back he to the Future? Loves them. He loves yeah. Ghostbusters. He loves Back to the Future. I'm like, I will tolerate it because I adore you as a human, but right, right, it's not what I would. Yeah, pick. see, well, that's interesting. Jurassic Park, yeah, Goonies, really not the what about Ferris no. Bueller's Day Off. Okay, definitely saw that because my mom is like one of her favorite movies of all time. So, so yes, good. saw that. So saw that. good. Wait, have you rewatched it? Like, because there's, I feel like there's a difference between like, oh, I've watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I personally have seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off an in, in, in innumerable amount of times. Okay. I saw it a bunch because I feel at when I was younger, because it was like, you know how they used to play movies on TV and like when it hit the TV, they played it over and over and right, over right. and yeah, over. Yeah, and yeah. over. Yeah. So I've seen it a bunch of times because of that. But as an adult, I have not chosen to or like chose to rewatch it. No, really? Interesting. Happened. I'm learning so much about Danielle Jones. The never ending story. Saw it as a kid. OK, but not not really uh, not really since then. Princess no, Bride. No. What about the Princess Bride? Come on. Ugh, Classic. So fucking goofy. Classic. So goofy. You have, I don't you have a thing like against it. like hijinks and shenanigans, don't you? I yes. I does not <laughs> I do not like that, you guys. I am so sorry, but I just yes. don't like it. I do not like hijinks. I do not appreciate shenanigans. No, I don't. I, I love don't it so like much. It. Holy crap. Uh ooh, Beetlejuice. Oh, okay. I do like that. Yeah, Beetlejuice. That's a little like, bit goofy, don't you think? It is. It is. It is definitely. It is. But 
for some reason I gave it a pass. Don't ask me why. Look, it's your personal opinion. No, look, I'm not trying to. I don't want you to think I'm like gatekeeping you or trying to like make you feel. Oh no, bad I have choices. this. This kind of know, people are fascinated by the peculiarities of my taste. Yeah, I I'm get, perfectly I, fine. I I'm get perfectly really, happy. It's not just you, although you is fascinating. But like, if anybody has like one of those opinions that's like not really with the. Unpopular opinions. Unpopular opinions. I love Unpo- that. I, have I really am fascinated by unpopular opinions. I have a lot of them. Movies, yeah. food, like food, music, yeah. all kinds of unpopular. Oh. Well, maybe not music. Maybe not music. Willow. Did you ever see Willow? Jim Henson, George Lucas, uh, Val Kilmer. Uh, um, it's not ringing any bells. Willow and... Uh, I can't think of the actor's name. He's the little person who played uh, Wicket in in the Ewoks. I, I don't know. I don't I'm know. Drawing a complete blank. Okay, Willow. That's one to check out. Willow. Okay. Willow. Interesting. It's more of a. Uh, I would say it's more of like a fantasy sort of uh, realm of mythical creatures mm. and uh, horseback riding and things like that. Mm. You know. Okay. I mean. Willow. That's one for the. That's a legend. That's a pretty legendary movie too. Uh, oh, the Terminator. I, I have seen some of those. I can't remember which one. I where he's naked. Is he only naked in one? He's naked in two. Oh, okay. Oh, I think he's well, naked in a few of them. I'm not sure. I think I've seen the first. I've seen really several. Young Arnold. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I've seen Terminator. Them. Terminator's good. Yes. It's a good one. Are you a person that? See. I'm not trying to just probe into you. Let's just interview. Oh, no, Daniel let's Jones. do it. It's interesting. Are you, fun. A, are you a type of person um, that watches a movie once? Or are you like, I want, I'm gonna, I want to watch that again. 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 Like, do you watch stuff? Not necessarily ad nauseum, mm-hmm, but do mm-hmm. you revisit entertainment frequently? I do. If it's something that I really like, obviously, if it's something that I really like, yes, I will rewatch. I will do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Warwick Davis. Them? That's his name. Thank you. I don't know if you were first. Warwick Davis. He's in Willow. Thank you. Appreciate okay. that, Byron. I've seen all the Indiana Joneses. Just saying. Oh, I love the Indiana Joneses. I'm into See, some Indiana Jones. I I'm like very that. much a person that revisits movies really a lot really 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 frequently i like to watch movies so much that i don't have to watch them anymore so i like to watch oh like, wow there's okay. certain movies there's certain there's a few certain movies like um dazed and confused that i've seen probably i don't want to see that i've probably watched dazed and confused 12 times this year already because it's a I, movie that i'll just watch or I'll just start it and I'll clean the house and I'll do some home or, you know, I'll do some emails or something and I'll be listening to it in the background and like catch my favorite funny lines. And then I'll just, I have, yeah. I'll, I'll start it over. We're just going again twice in a row. Cause I still have stuff to do. I put on movies I, like music, you know? Yeah. My husband does the same thing. Yeah. We do that too. Like that happens for, for us with that thing you do. I've seen that movie five oh, yeah, that's a million movie. times. Like, uh, also, my cousin Vinny, Casino. Oh yeah, yeah, um, those are great. Goodfellas. Oh, I've yeah. seen those movies like trillions of times. So you like a good, Date, serious, like a, a drama something, right? I prefer something dramas. Something a little more in reality, I guess. Yeah, or 
I mean, we could go sci-fi and mythological. Like I'm into that too, but it needs to it needs to take itself seriously. Okay. I don't like content and genres that don't take themselves seriously. Oh, that's I think really, that's really what you can kind of yeah, like boil kind of it down that. to. Yeah. Because if it's like too campy, I can mm-hmm. I can do a little bit of camp. Like I can do Buffy the Vampire Slayer camp. Huge Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. Oh, see, so yeah, that's a show I never watched either. I think you'd like it actually. I can do that, but like other types of things I can't do. But I tend to like grounded things that yeah, take see, themselves seriously. I am almost. I mean, I do love a good grounded. I, I like long movies that are like slow burners. You know, I like a story that takes three hours to tell because I know it's going to be a good story. I like going in for the long haul, you know, but I also okay. on the complete opposite side of that, I like casual, goofy stuff. And, and I like really ca- like I like. So there's this great show on Netflix called uh, Middle Ditch and, Sh- and Schwartz. Middle Ditch and Swar- Schwartz. And so all, it's just two guys, and all they do is come out on stage, and they're like, hey, give us an idea, and we'll act out a whole 20-minute play for you. And so someone's like, okay, uh, you're going at the DMV, but you got a really big foot. He's like, all right. And so they'll take this one idea and turn it into a complete like 20-minute skit, and it's hilarious, and it's the most like stripped down it's just literally two people with no set no effects no nothing they're just being funny i i find that so impressive and i i just really really like it i like casual goofy like wow this guy's just really funny and he's just being funny and that's all he does and i'm watching him be funny and i think it's funny i like it really stripped down and goofy you know on one hand yeah yeah I, I need humor in a very particular way or I don't like it. I, yeah, I don't I, like I totally sophomoric humor. Oh, yeah, I do. I, you know, American Pie, do. you know, oh, I, well, I, yeah. and like embarrassing I liked American, humor. I liked American Pie when I was like, you know, 18 when it came out. I don't like it. I mean, although we did know. watch it recently. Casey and I did. Did you? Yeah, we did. We watched it. Recently. How does it stand up? Because I feel like uh, it's probably it's not great. It's still pretty funny. Really, the most enjoyment that I get from it is the nostalgia feeling. Okay. I'm like, right. oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah, I remember that part. Oh, yeah, I remember that part. It's not great, but it's nostalgic, you know. It's gotcha. just one of those gotcha. things. But, yeah, I, I like, like uh, witty. I like wi- really? I like witty, too. I mean, I like witty stuff. I like smart stuff, too. Oh, yeah. This is why I I am a huge Aaron Sorkin fan. I will see anything he puts out and I always love it. Yeah. Aaron Sorkin. Molly's Game is one of my favorite movies. Newsroom, best show on television. Mm, Okay. Okay. It is. See, I'm not familiar with Aaron Sorkin here. My language. Let's see. What has he done? Okay, let's um, oh, okay, not as much. He worked on the West Wing, right? Everybody, mm-hmm. I think that's Chicago, correct. Yeah, uh, West Wing. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, he was he did the Social Network. That was a good movie. Yes. A few Good mm-hmm. Men. Oh, good. American President. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I could see this. He's he's known for that. Like his dialogue. My husband doesn't like it because he feels like it's unrealistic. It is unrealistic because most people are not that quick witted. But yes. his dialogue moves quickly and is very witty, and people are like it's re- witty repartee, like oh, back yeah, and yeah. forth. 
yeah. a lot. I love that. I wish I could do that, and I like yeah. watching other people do it. I don't care that, if it's see, scripted. You know. Yes. Howard the Duck. Thank you, Jake Scrapwood. Mother Trucking Howard the Duck. Marvel's first R-rated movie. This movie is just a clunker from beginning to end, but it's so bad that it's awesome. <laughs> it's not even so bad that it's awesome. It's so bad that it's really bad, really terribly bad. Uh, New Wave Dave in with the super chat here that says, I like the part uh, in Predator when Arnold says, quick, give Nick $5. Yeah, I like that part too. That's my favorite part of Predator. Okay, Predator. Predator? They made like a recent They've something, done a few right? different Predators, yeah. They they, they had some more recent with Adrian Brody, I think, was in it. I think I might have seen something more recent. I don't... I've seen like scenes from with Arnold, but not the full movie, no. Really? Mm-mm. The original Predator, man. Mm-mm. Listen, if you like sci-fi stuff... I mean, Predator is kind of right up your alley. The great, the, the easy thing for me to sell pickle on with certain movies is she's a big action movie fan. Like, she loves action movies, not just action movies, but like the genre of action movies. Like all oh, of the crappy dialogue, all of the terrible storylines, all of like the over the top action. She just loves okay. the shit out of it. Loves oh, it. Like, all she right, loves all right. like uh, Michael Bay movies, like the like Con Air and The Rock. Okay. All okay. All of the Die Hard okay. movies, all of the I mean, Lethal Weapon movies, like action I can get movies. down with with some Actions. some of that. Actually, fires Josh and made explosions. Me. She just goes bananas. <laughs> she just loves. Josh, it. we ju- he just had his pick, and it was the shit. It was a Die Hard. The shit. And it was the one with the Simon Says bad guy. Oh, Die Hard Three. Yeah. Yeah, we just watched that. That's a good one. I, I know about them, but I haven't like watched them. Watch them. I won't lie. Like yeah, yeah. I'm, it's it's fine. Like if it, Josh is like, I really want to watch Die Hard. I'm like, sure, why not? But I'm not gonna be like, I feel like watching Die Hard. Like you I'm know, it's gonna, just of my own volition. I'm gonna right, make the decision right, to go watch right, Die Hard. Right? Yeah, that's right. not gonna happen. No, if I'm doing a movie like that, I mean, see what happens. Have... Sorry, I'm glad we kept this on topic with Star Wars, though. This is great. <laughs> We, we expanded from Star Wars just into random cinema. That's fine. Legion Vapes, Sorry, I agree with guys. you. Anything by Jackie Chan, I totally agree. Total Recall, yeah, Total Recall. So many good movies. The Howling, so good. Cool World, not as good, but I'm glad that you like it. District 9, feel, incredible. That's so bad. District Everybody Nine's here incredible. wants to know. It, yeah. There's all these what movies. What movies like, does do Danielle like not like? <laughs> what movies I, does Danielle Oh, not do you like? want to know? Do you want to know uh, if you want to wrap this up? I understand. There's one that my husband and I constantly have a disagreement over. What's this? I hate this movie and okay. he just loves it. Okay. Um, you don't even remember the name. Wow. Such disrespect. It's the, it's the, um, oh my God. Just what kidding. is it? It's uh, uh, the dude. Um, the Big Lebowski. I hate that movie. I, I, really? abhor, I abhor it. Like, right, well, I Danielle sure had a good run as my co-host on TBN, but unfortunately, from this day forward, uh, I will be doing this alone now. <laughs> That's crazy. That's fine if you don't I know. Like the big Unpopular house. opinion. We feud about it probably once a month. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a sensitive. See, issue. I, you know, 
it's one of those it's that's funny that's really funny because it's not a movie for everybody in fact the first like two times i watched the big lebowski i just i'm not i don't get it didn't like it yeah don't like it yeah don't like it don't get it watched it a few more times i was like oh, okay and then i watched it like with people who enjoyed it and i went oh okay this is this is great and the big lebowski is one of those movies like dazed and confused that i'll just watch yeah i don't like that one either just loop it just loop it i'm not i'm not i know everyone is gonna be so upset i don't like the big lebowski and i don't like dazed and confused i'm really sorry you guys oh no no that's okay look no look at them in chat they're losing their minds i know i still love you guys just so you know i still love you i hope you can still love me here's the thing i just don't like it what we're gonna do now here on tbn is uh, we're just going to make a bunch of like big lebowski jokes all the time that you, that you won't be involved in you know you're going to feel no. so left out no. that you're going to force no. yourself to watch the movie just to be part of the jokes you know just kidding but you know yeah, the there's big lebowski. this it's one of those like cult classic movies that i just love i've dressed I, up I as know. the dude for halloween twice i just I just don't like it. I don't. He's so ridiculous. Like, no yeah, one would yeah. be that ridiculous. Well, yeah, but I mean. I just don't. It's too ridiculous for me. I can't. I can't do it. It's pretty ridiculous. I, I'm, I'm really interested in this. I would like to just start a movie stream with you just to discuss, like, how, why people do and don't like movies and what, like, what appeals to people, what resonates with people. Like, mm-hmm. I find mm-hmm. this all really very fascinating. And it's so interesting to me to hear, you know, because you have that, like, gut reaction. When you say, I hate the Big Lebowski, my gut reaction is like, what? Like, <laughs> what do you mean? You know, <laughs> how, so how, how, you know, it, that's my instant gut reaction. But then really, oh, if I know. think about it, I'm like, that's really like that's really interestingly fascinating to me because i'm sure there's things that other people just love like with a passion that i would go i i don't i don't like it i don't care nope don't care don't like it so we all have that like things we, obviously opinions right mm-hmm, it's just interesting mm-hmm. to see what re, you know what resonates with people what doesn't what people find funny and like there's some people that like they'll love the big Lebowski, but they'll love nothing else that the Coen brothers have directed. Like they've directed mm-hmm. a whole mess of movies. If you're not like the Coen brothers, I like the Coens. I like most everything they've done. I don't like burn after reading, but it's whatever. It's kind of a whatever movie. I thought that one was kind of, I think I've seen a lot of Coen brothers, but I don't remember what's theirs. So you'd have to give me titles and I'd be like, yeah, nope. Yeah. Nope. Here, here's one for you. Here's where we'll wrap this up. Ian Covenant. For the win, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Danielle, your thoughts? That's the one. I forget movie titles, uh, you guys. Jim, I'm just, Jim Carrey, I've, Kate Winslet. Uh, with the memory the thing, Hobbit. right? Yeah. Okay. Love that movie. So good. Okay. Yes. High five. Yes. Yeah. High five. Bink. Yeah, I just watched that recently. Incredible movie. Incredible. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Well, see, look, we can agree on some things and we can disagree on some things. And what's great is at the end of the day, you loving Rise of Skywalker affects me zero. Zero. Right? Pretty much. It doesn't affect my enjoyment of Star Wars. It doesn't affect my appreciation of anything Star Wars. It doesn't affect me in my day to day life literally at all. So, I don't mind if people like things that I don't. 
and I don't mind if people like silly things because ultimately it affects you zero. So just enjoy what you enjoy and like what you like because liking things shouldn't be like a struggle. No. It no. bothers me. Gatekeeping bothers me, and I feel like I gatekept you a little bit about Star Wars, no, so I okay. apologize. I'm really, I'm but, used to it. Because I do gatekeeping it to bothers me. It bothers nah, me when man. people are like, oh, yeah, I love Slayer. Oh, really? Why don't you name three of their albums? It's like, oh, hi, fuck you. I don't have to name three of their albums to be a fan of Slayer. I don't have to know all the words to Rain and Blood to be a fan of Slayer. I don't have to have watched all the Star Wars movies to oh, be a yeah. fan of Star Wars. Yeah. If you like something, then you're a real fan. And you don't let these hardcore fans tell you that you're not a real fan. I see it happening all the time in gaming, and I don't even game. I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying. People I, constantly I do talk sometimes. about, like, real gamers. Like, oh, I'm a uh, real gamer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. I, I sometimes feel as though I'm not a good enough Star Wars fan because I didn't grow up with it and I no, right, don't right. like know all the things that ever, but I really like it a lot. Yeah, I just, I'm I, not a trivia whore. You know, yeah. I don't know all the things. I sometimes I'm, need to be reminded with the plot to know, like, if you're just like movie title, I'm like, which plot was that again? Like, which, yeah, I need which, some which help, but I also need that with, with like everything. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. you're like Eternal Sunshine and I'm like, what? Who was in that again? Yeah. Right. Okay. Liked it. You know, yeah. I need, I need help. <laughs> I need it. I need it. I need the help. Yeah. Well, and that's just, you know, I think if uh, someone tells you you're not a real fan of something, you can just you can just tell them to shut up. That's all. You're not a real fan. You didn't see the Star Wars holiday special. I did not. Let and me I tell have you, no desire to. If you're ever curious, if you're a real fan of something, all you have to do is ask yourself, do I like this thing? And if that answer is yes, then you are a real fan of that thing. No gatekeeping, Nick Nolan. No gatekeeping. Anyway, uh, I think we're going to wrap this up. We've been going. Did this we is go the, for like This ever? is the longest TBN in recorded history. This is, oh, this is so two hours fun, and 42 minutes of TBN. <laughs> Maybe we Oops. do need to do these weekly. Or we're going to do I mean, every other week. It's going to be four hours long. Sorry. Wait, just, what if... <laughs> One some weeks we do all advocacy and then some weeks we do like movies or something. I would, and we I trade really back do and forth. Really want to pick your brain more about movies and I things that you enjoy. My and brain more than no that, like why? I want yeah, to know the yeah. why. I, I mean, I'm understand. a thoughtful person. I, I have reasons. I, I have know. reasons for my unpopular opinions. Okay. I have reasons. Yeah. I and I want to know them all. So TBN's getting just more diverse vote, every vote single day. Vote in the comments, guys. <laughs> if you want a weekly, but we talk about something, let us know. Let's you can know. just list movies in the chat, and Danielle can just go, no, 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 oh, no. I felt I so bad. There were so many movies. I was trying to respond in chat. Like, that one, um, that, that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, thank you guys for coming to hang out uh, uh, on TBN. You know, uh, we, we won't be back next week, but we'll be back the week after that with some more news, some more advocacy, hopefully some more movement on the menthol ban, maybe some more movement in, uh, you know, states like Rhode Island where they're kind of reversing flavor bans, states like uh, Loveland, Colorado, where they've stopped flavor bans. Hopefully we get a lot more traction like that, you guys. But seriously, thank you guys uh, so much for coming out. Really appreciate it. Thank you for being involved and thank you for caring. And honestly, thank you for hanging out at the end and goofing off with us for basically a full other stream. 
Because that's basically what happened. That's pretty much what it's all. I think it's my fault. I'm going to take responsibility. It's my fault. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. You know whose fault it is. It's Glancy's fault. Ooh. Yeah. Watch out, Glancy. Watch out, Glancy. <laughs> anyway. No, that side. That's the other side. Thank you guys so much for watching. Stay informed best you can. Remember, guys, no matter what anybody tells you, vaping is at least 95% less harmful than burning those deadly combustible tobacco cigarettes. So no matter what's in your hand, you guys, let's keep on vaping. Peace out, everybody. Bye. Drink Well, this has been a production of Grim Green Industries. And